Hey everyone, and welcome back to another week episode of What Have We Been Watching, where we have been ranking all of the Disney theatrical releases. Uh, this week we're in the final 20, so we're in the big guns now. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Stephen Westaway. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good, thanks. You ready to do this? Ready to get into our top 20? It's been a pretty good first two parts. Uh, if you haven't gone and seen them, go back and watch them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Anchor, Google Podcasts, wherever you guys listen to your podcast. The first part, our 59 to 41, went for about an hour, and our second part went for about two hours. So we've already pretty deep into this, no letter. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't gotten to too many arguments yet. So Not we'll yet. See. They're, ha- they're coming now. I, I feel it. <laughs> it's going to be an intense episode. I only really feel the tension here as, as we start the start recording. Um, but yeah, if you guys, you know, as we're not going to get into what we've already discussed, but uh, our twenty ones was mine was Wreck It Ralph, yours was Frozen Two, so we're yep. all set for the top twenty. Uh, how is the list going to be composed today, not whether? Okay, so we're going to talk about number 20 to 16 first then 15 to 11 10 to 6 and 5 to 1 to end it all off um so basically if we're only going to talk about the movie if we've also got it in the same group of five movies so that we don't kind of spoil anything just in case my number one is westy's number 20 or something so We'll see how it goes. Absolutely. So this is our most ambitious list ever. If you haven't, please go like, share, and subscribe the podcast. Like the page on What Have We Been Watching Movie Podcast on Facebook and What Have We Been Watching on Instagram. Get involved in the conversation. Next week, Nolan, we've got a big show coming up also. Yep, big show. So we are going to do a post-Oscars party. And we're going to talk about all the Best Picture nominees and... Uh, whether we think the one that won should have won, and where we, what movie we think was the best. I By guess. ranking yeah. all the all the nominees, we're also going to just talk about the awards in general, <laughs> about all the different winners, uh, or the majority of them. The big awards we'll cover as well. So, a lot to look forward to. That's going to be a post Oscar show. It will be with you guys Monday night or Tuesday afternoon. But follow the social medias to find out more. But back to what we've been talking about: Disney movies. It's getting intense. We're in the top yep. twenty. Yep. Let's kick it off on the show. All right, guys, let's get into the list now. And if you guys need a recap of what we've discussed so far, our 59 to 41, we have posted a photo with both of our lists at this point. Let us know whose list do you think is better, whose list do you think will be better at the end of the list. It's not a competition, but I'm definitely winning, no letter. Um, so let us know what you think. Let's let's get the debate rolling. I'll start the countdown today. You've been a little bit under the weather today, no letter. So let's kick off the action. Uh, our 20 to 16, and my 20 is the 1977 Disney classic, The Rescuers. Yep. So that one is on my list at number 17. Awesome. So we can talk about it. Let's discuss it. All right. So, in my opinion, The Rescuers is one of the most underrated movies in the Disney lexicon. It was released during a time, and it's directed by Wolfgang Riverman, who is a, uh, a Disney veteran. He, he directed a lot of these kind of 60s and 70s films. It was released in a period for Disney where they were really struggling financially. And uh, it it's just a, it's a really nice, uh, you know, the stakes, I guess, aren't huge, but it's a really nice film. Um, the chemistry between Bernard and Bianca are fantastic. Uh, they go out to rescue a... Uh, an orphan girl who's been held prisoner um, 
in the Devil's Bayou by Huntress, uh, Treasure Huntress, Madame Medusa. Um, it's based on a series of books, uh, The Rescuers franchise, uh, that were released, I believe, in the 50s. So, yeah, Noletta, this movie, very enjoyable, uh, in my opinion. Definitely one of the most underrated movies Disney's ever made. The Rescued Aid Society is the corporation that Bianca and Bernard have been sent. Uh, it's It's got good chemistry between those two leads, played by Bob Newhart and uh, Eva Gabor. And uh, basically, yeah, they, they go out to rescue the girl. Uh, the chemistry is fantastic. Uh, the scenery is fantastic in this movie, and mm-hmm. it's just really a, just a fun ride from beginning to end. I think it's a great film. Yeah, I love it. And I love that, like, I don't know, that Bernard and Bianca sort of come from, like, these different backgrounds as well. Like, obviously, she's, like, this very rich kind of mouse, and he's he was basically the janitor at, at the um, Rescue Aid Society Yeah, very well, underdog so, kind of situation, yeah, for yeah. sure. And it's just, I don't know, it's a very cute little story. I love it. I think it's really good. Some good music in this too. I mean, it's it's yeah. not a musical like Disney's kind of classic movies, but you've got the Rescue Aid Society song, and mm. I really like the song that Penny sings at the beginning of the film, where yeah. she's like, "Rescue me." Um, then you got some really the the action in the in the third part of the film, the third act especially. You've got you know, with the crocodiles and the whole um, trying to get the treasure for her, getting yeah. forced to, and the she could potentially oh, drown coming. down. Yeah, yeah, the waves are coming. It's really gets really intense, and it's got a lot of mature themes. For a children's movies, there's some comedy relief in this thing. Uh, Jim Jordan's fantastic as Orville, who obviously um, he's only in the first movie. He he passed away before the second one was released, and then John Candy took over as well. But um, some good chemistry, uh, some good chemistry, some good comic relief. You've got the uh, the other rats that that live in the in the in the Devil's Bayou as well. But it's a really fun adventure, and as I said, it's a smaller kind of movie in. I guess in de- it's it's like a it's a less you know epic adventure uh, yeah. for Disney's history, but it's a very fun ride. Yeah, I really I enjoyed even going back and watching this again. And I mean, as we said in our last show, we'd like we'd love to see more with this within this world as well, like more so much potential, Bernard. especially like, in modern day. Well, I guess it doesn't even have to be them. Like just some like rescue aid society members going out to help more people. Like it'd be such a cool concept to continue they'd created this giant world with these you know yeah. with the mouse and that kind of society that they have going on and um i think it'd be it'd work fantastic in modern day obviously it'd be a little bit more modern with the animation but i feel like it's got a really distinctive style rescues and for a time that they were in such peril disney as a studio and they didn't know if they're going to go bankrupt or not this is a huge success and obviously the first disney movie ever to get a sequel and i think mm-hmm. it uh it thoroughly deserved it without a doubt so yeah. the rescuers is my number 20 glad we're in agreement we both yeah. uh, really enjoy that movie all right moving on on to my 19 now and uh we're going to one that uh, i don't believe has been on your list either yet and that is big hero six no um not in this part higher up on your list mm-hmm. oh that's interesting all right we'll move on to my 18 now and it's one that we talked about a little bit earlier for you i believe it was your number 28 and that is the hunchback of notre dame yep so, uh, this movie was a movie that uh, once again I had not seen before I um, before I started watching these films, and obviously it's set in uh, it's it's based on the classic French novel uh, from the eighteen hundreds, um, a very famous story, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Disney adapted it in nineteen ninety eight, I believe, and um, definitely one of the darker movies in Disney's history. It was an interesting experience watching this one, and. Um, I mean the the themes in this movie, Nolan. Uh, mm. For Disney, it's it's some of the darkest ever got it. Maybe just uh, besides 
uh, Black Cauldron, but there's a lot of things going on in this film. Uh, obviously, uh, Tom Hughes is Quasimodo, who's the star of this film. Um, he lives in the in the bell tower. He's the bell ringer. He's uh, deformed, and he's struggling to gain uh, acceptance into society. He's kind of been hidden away um, by the villain of this, the Judge Claude Frollo. Um, Ezra Delders, she's a uh, gypsy singing girl, and then you got Captain Phoebus, the new soldier that is the new captain for Frollo. So there's a lot going on in this movie. Um, for me, watching this movie for the first time was a, a very interesting experience. I didn't expect it to get as dark as it did, but I knew that it was a darker kind of story, and I just fell in love with the characters immediately. Frollo, without a doubt, is one of the best villains that Disney's ever had. Uh, Hellfire, fantastic song. Cosimodo, even his... His uh, connection that he has with Esmeralda, and then later, um, later Captain Phoebus. I butchered her name, I know. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And even his relationship with the the statues, which I don't know if they're actually real or just a figmentation of his imagination. The, the and, gargoyles. Yeah, the gargoyles. Sorry, um, fantastic. So um, overall, really good movie. Um, it deals with stuff like, you know. Like a lot of murder. Yeah. It's 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 got all sorts of themes. This thing. It's, so, um, but then you on the flip side of that, you have it like the um. So it's so bright and colorful in some scenes as well because the like, jester yeah. and stuff like that. It gets yeah. Like, so but so it's so like yeah, very contrasting. I really think but, that Cosimoto is one of the best protagonists that the protagonist that Disney's ever had. I mean, the sympathy we feel for him, especially when they're all yeah. throwing fruit at him when he goes down to the festival, and um, yeah. it's it's and really think his face is a mask. As yeah, well and yeah, oh. very sad, and um, you really feel for him. And then that, he's kind of the underdog, and and you root for him throughout the movie. It doesn't really go, didn't really go the way that I expected this movie to go plot wise with Cosi, but um, I feel like yeah. It's a really dark time for Disney. They definitely branched out from their usual because this was at the peak period of the Renaissance when you had stuff like The Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and The Lion King and Aladdin, all those kind of movies. So uh, for them to go in this direction and um, it is was amazing. Uh, was very different. The the animation's amazing, and I feel like the voice acting is really good. Demi Moore's fantastic in this thing. So and obviously Tony Jay as as Frollo. As I said, he's one of the most memorable <laughs> villains in Disney history and. Yeah, as I said, I was just blown away by this whole movie. I think it's fantastic. So, yeah, I mean, it, I really enjoy this movie, and I think the soundtrack as well is probably one of the most underrated out of all of Disney's. I think the re- like the reason why I just have it that little bit lower in the list is just because I don't know what what it is about it, but something just doesn't like like catch my attention as much as other Disney movies. I don't know why, like. Because it's got everything there that I would love, but for some reason, yeah, it's just, I think it's just not as good, I guess. like <laughs> Fair enough. Let's agree to disagree because, yeah, I mean, the art, the art style really stood out to me. And I was, as I said, I was surprised by how dark that Disney was willing to go. It's definitely something they haven't really revisited again, um, these dark themes. And obviously the religious themes behind it as well. There's a lot you could study about this film. It's yeah. definitely one you can go back to and find a lot of different interpretations every time you go back and, and revisit it. So I'm keen to do that in the future since I've only seen it once now. But um, automatically made my top 20, which was surprising going into it. So uh, number 18 was The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Moving on to my number 17. And this is one where I think we're going to have our first real disagreement of the list you had it in your in the first part of this list back in i think it was the 40s for you and that's my number 17 meet the robertsons okay wow um, 2007 uh film yes like um, i enjoy it but yeah okay 
I love this movie, and uh, maybe I guess because you're a little bit older than me, um, you know, showing your age a little bit. This was this was uh, released kind of at the start of my teen years. Um, it was their 47th animated film based on the 1990s children book A Day with Wilbur Robertson. And um, basically the plot of this thing uh, is that Lewis is a 12-year-old orphan um, and he loves inventing things. And he has no family and it's basically, it, it gets me from the start. It's a very touching story um, about basically how he goes to the future. He meets a kid with a time machine and he goes on a wild adventure. And basically throughout all of this, he's trying to find... A, a family and uh, there's, they're getting chased by an evil bowler hat guy um, who has a very interesting reveal about who he is but overall I mean I think this movie is one of the saddest uh, Disney movies going out um, I am very emotionally connected to this thing Lewis's story is very sad um, Goob has a very sad story um, and really it's just about a, a story of Wanting a family, wanting to be accepted, and um, the struggles that go along with it. There's some real emotional parts. I go on an emotional rollercoaster every time I watch this movie, no matter. So um, I love this film, and I, I, I love all the cast of characters. There's a huge bunch of uh, different characters you meet in the future. And I don't want to spoil this, because I feel like this is, again, yeah, one of the most underrated movies underrated. Disney's ever released. And um, it just touches my heart. just touches my heart so much <laughs> watching this. And every time I see Goob on screen, I just want to cry. I just want to help the kid. Uh <laughs> But the animation is really cool. Obviously, this was uh, another period for Disney where they were going through a rough time post-Renaissance. And I think John Lazeter had just, uh, obviously, the old CEO of Pixar. And then Disney had just entered the studio um, while this movie was getting released. So it was, had a bit of a troubled production. Uh, but I think the anima- the CGI animation mostly holds up. And uh, overall, I think the uh, it's a very heartwarming plot. It's not one of the original kind of plots because obviously it's based on on the old novels. But I think it's translated really, really well. And um, these characters are, are very memorable for me, no matter. And also, it's got a fantastic song by Rob Thomas um, from Matchbox Twenty, uh, <laughs> "Little Wonders." Fantastic song. So, uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Um, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed watching this movie, but I think I came into this watching it for the first time as an adult. And this so, was the first time you seen not, it? This wasn't the first time I saw it, okay. but I watched it a few years ago, so I was still kind of a bit older. And I feel like if I had have watched it as a kid, I'd probably have very different feelings about this film. Um, it's To me, I actually don't think the animation is the best. That's like probably one of... That's the reason really? why I've okay. got it down so low. I think like it's okay, but you can tell it's kind of in that weird transitioning... Period. I just think you look back and compare it to something like Chicken Little or Treasure yeah, Planet. I know. I know you're a big fan of Treasure Planet's animation, but I just think it's a lot smoother than those movies. Mm-hmm. So it's it's better than Chicken Little. <laughs> <Just, laughs> That's not that much of a compliment. But I mean, most most of them are. So, um, and yeah, I re- I do I really enjoyed the story. I really liked the whole concept behind it as well. I thought it was really cool and really well done. And the first time I watched it, it, it shocked me. Like. The, the twist, it was, yeah, I thought it was that huge. was really cool. But... The scene where he goes back and sees his mum dropping yeah. him off. Come on, Noletta, where's your heart? Have I a know, heart. This is just emotional. I, I don't, I'm not saying that I Jeez. hated the movie. It's just, I don't think, I mean, it's I just don't think it's Disney's best. It makes me very depressed <laughs> and that's why I love it. So, uh, <laughs> the Meet the Robertsons was my number 17. All right, moving on to my 16 now and... Uh, this one, I don't think it's been on your list yet either. Uh, actually, yes, it has. Yes, it has. It's another one we're actually going to argue about. Sorry, I had the wrong movie when I said that. Said that. You, this was 
One second, number 30 on your list, and it's my number 16. It's the Emperor's New Groove. Okay. From yeah. 2000. Um, <laughs> another absolutely outstanding film. This is one of my favourite Disney films, and uh, it is number 16, because there's obviously ones that are better quality of it, but, man, the comedy in this film. It's one of the funniest Disney movies going out. Yeah, um, I will give you out that. There. It is. Uh, Cusco is a fantastic character, the most one of the most arrogant Disney characters ever. Um, the cast is fantastic. Kronk, mm-hmm. obviously, is standout. He got his own movie after this. Um, Irva Kit is one of the best Disney villains ever in Yizma, in my opinion. I think you that she's fantastic. Just said that I know. About this Frollo. is why, because you know what? Because this is the top 20. <laughs> all right. There's, they're all great here. Um, you know, uh, Pacha, John Goodman plays the everyman, and him and uh, Kuzgo go on this adventure. Uh, pretty much, Kuzgo gets turned to a llama um, by Yizma because Yizma's after control because he is. Um, the Emperor, and uh, she's after control of the palace after she gets kicked out by him. So her and Kronk kind of scheme a plan to get Kuzco to power. They try to kill him. Kronk stuffs up hilariously, by the way, um, when he pretends to drink the potion. <laughs> outstanding, outstanding. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, instead of killing him, he turns him into a, a, a um, llama and uh, goes with Pacha, who he was in the process of kind of destroying Pacha's house to make way for a vacation home for him. So um, it's definitely a fish out of water situation. Um, their two chemistry, him and um, Pacha, lead the, mo- lead the movie. David Spade and John Gilderman are really good in those roles. And um, it's just a fun adventure about him trying to get back to the throne and, and trying to turn back into human. And I think it's hilarious. And uh, some of the best jokes Disney's done. Kronk, mate, he deserves... He only got one movie. He deserved five. Just, I'd watch all the Kronk movies. And I actually enjoy that. I watched that, re-watching these movies as well. Um, definitely very different to this one. And obviously, I'd seen the Emperor's new... Sh- uh, sh- the Emperor's... The school one. What the hell is the title? <laughs> the Emperor's... The Emperor Goes to School. I don't know what the title is. I can't remember it. But the TV show spinoff of this is really good as well. So, oh, yeah. Um, I've been watching that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, overall, I'm just really... I was, I, I, every time I watch this movie, it puts me in a, in a good mood. Um, it makes me laugh and makes me smile. And that's why The Emperor's New Groove is my number 17. Or, or 16, sorry. My number 16. Yeah. Um, I mean, I agree that it is definitely one of Disney's funniest, like funnier movies. Um, and that Kronk is definitely the greatest character. He's the biggest himbo ever and I love him. <laughs> <laughs> He's just amazing. And I would watch... I, I also agree. I'd watch like a million more movies with him. <laughs> Like, as the character, he's just hilarious. You got the angel and the, de- <laughs> uh, the devil on his shoulder. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, the, man, the, the life choices this man goes for every day. It's just, <laughs> we need to follow his life. <laughs> but he's just so happy. <laughs> like, like, nothing gets him down. It's great. Um, but I don't know, like, for me, it's just kind of something missing in this movie for me. And I think, like, I probably the... The part, like, it's a nice little kind of buddy movie, I guess, with... Um, and I love buddy movies. I guess that's yeah. why Pacha and, and Kuzgo, and I think that's why I connect to it a lot, because yeah. definitely two different backgrounds, and uh, Kuzgo learns a lot from from Pacha, obviously, and, and gets a bit more of a heart and, um, you know, takes a bit more responsibility for his actions. So um, you've definitely got that emotional core there as well. But, like, yeah. for example, another great joke is when they're going off the cliff um, and it's like sharp rocks at the bottom bring it on and they both fall off it it's fantastic there's just some great some of the best lines Disney ever done here it's interesting that you note that uh, you reckon that you know 
it might not be there's not enough there for you in particular this movie was supposed to be completely different originally it was a whole different movie i think it'd been like 60 percent in production and it was a lot more of a serious tale um before it got scrapped and they and they made this so i think it was called kingdom of the sun the original film so okay. it was going to be a lot more of a a musical and just going to go yeah. into like aztec culture and stuff yeah. like that and they changed the whole thing so okay um but like, yeah. I think Cusco is probably one of the more interesting characters that Disney has introduced as well because he's just so not Disney, I guess. Like he's just so arrogant and just at the start, like at the start. Even I mean, even at the end, like although he became nicer, he was still the same person, really. Like he was still a bit of a dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he's my pull the lever, Cronk. Come on, give, yeah. give her credit. You say that I'm saying that they're all the best villains, but she's up there in, in terms of villains. She's hilarious. Eartha Kitt's a great actress. So she is, obviously she, she was funny. Catwoman in the 1960s Batman TV shows. So, um, But yeah, I, I love she's the different just, potions. She's an interesting looking lady. That's yeah. <laughs> she is. She is. <laughs> All right, so that was my number 16, the Emperor's number New 16. Groove. Let's get to your 20 in our letter. Okay, my number 20 is one that was in your list in the last episode, I'm pretty sure. Pocahontas. Pocahontas, yep. I believe that one was my 28. It's a little bit different, but yeah. cracked your top 20. Yep, cracked it. Only because, mostly because the songs are just absolutely incredible. Um, so this, this was a sort of right in the middle of, um, Disney's nineties renaissance. Uh, you've got, um, Captain John Smith traveling from England to the new world into America to try and find gold with like him and the crew. Virginia company. What was it? Virginia company. That's it. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, obviously John Smith meets Pocahontas and starts to learn, um, that I guess they have different views of the world and not everyone should be thinking the same thing and, and trying to, um, open the, the eyes of sort of everyone else that he's with. Um, I think the, like, I, I watched this movie to death when I was a kid um, I was obsessed with like Mika. I think like that is one of the greatest animal sidekicks that Dis- like Disney has ever created. I think it's so cute. I went- my one goal when I went to America was to try and find see a raccoon because of him. And <laughs> it never happened. <laughs> I never saw one. Um, but yeah, the thing that sort of that I just really love about this is I really love the relationship between. John Smith and Pocahontas, even though I know the real life story is very different and really heartbreaking, but I just kind of, when I watch this, I just kind of want to ignore that, I guess. It's definitely a questionable, um, not questionable, yeah. but it's definitely interesting to look back at it in 2021 lens because they say mm. changed so much of the history in this. But yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I mean, they've definitely Disneyfied it. Yes. Um, but yeah, the storyline here is a lot better, <laughs> a lot, a lot more Disney. But um, and then I like just the songs in this movie are just absolutely incredible, um, as well. Like um, it's that dig song when they all finally get to the to the new world yeah, and really look, they're looking for the gold and start digging. Like oh, I don't know. Colors of the wind, all those, yeah. all those songs. So, yeah. um, I this was one of these ones that I didn't have an emotional connection to as much as you do. Mm-hmm. Um. 
it's one when I was a kid I more so watched some of the other Renaissance movies more than this and for me other than uh, The Rescuers Down Under this is the one that I ranked the lowest out of all the Renaissance movies uh, but I really like it I mean as you said the connect, the connection and the, the chemistry between John Smith and Pocahontas is fantastic um, Miko is a great sidekick uh, Flit I believe his name is yeah. as well is really good as well um, and when this movie gets going because for me it started off a little bit slow it was about her culture and I enjoyed mm-hmm. her connection and her relationship with her father um, and obviously grandma, Grandmother Willow, Willow I believe her name yeah. is fantastic um, but it took me a little while to you know to really connect to the film and uh you know governor ratcliffe um is is a really good foil in this um christian bale I know, um, as young as christian, young bale, christian bale, bale playing uh young. john smith's friend who thomas, thomas yes sure. um there's a really emotional moment where they yeah. kind of where they kind of both come and odds the two cultures of each other and like this movie's all about you know embracing each other and learning how to how to live with each other and, and different societies and it's definitely a more controversial Disney movie because of um, you know how they've changed history over yeah. the years, but I feel like it's one that, at the heart of it, there's a really good message to the film, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, I really I like the connection. My big issue with this movie is I really enjoyed it, and um, you know for me it's not top class Disney because I think there's some more iconic films out there, but I really enjoy the movie. I really like the relationship between John Smith and Pocahontas. The fact that I think it's the best part of the movie, I love. Um, then I looked at the the sequel and ne- didn't watch yeah. the sequel. But then I found out what happens in the sequel. Do you, wanna, do you, wanna, yeah. do you know what happens? In the I know sequel? what happens in the sequel. <laughs> y- yeah. Okay. <laughs> they don't end up together. No. What is, what's the deal with that? I know. Well, apparently, because that's the real yeah, yeah, life. Yeah. That's what really happens. This isn't real life. This is the Disney movie. I was enjoying. I was like, how do they not end up together? <laughs> anyway, but um, Savages, another really yeah. good song. Colors yeah. of the Wind. Um, yeah. Just oh. Around the River Bend is a good one as yeah. well. So there's some like, great music oh. in this thing. The cultures are really good. Um, yeah. It's really hot. That first scene thing, where he meets her for the first time, where like the at the waterfall and and then like all of a sudden the wind comes and blows her hair. And, yeah. oh, I love and you can it. tell that the production values yeah. were significantly bigger than a lot of the other Disney yeah. movies at this time. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like take away the story of John Smith and Pocahontas yeah, and the story is not, not as yeah, strong. There's not enough. There's not... not uh, as much depth there as I would like. So, um, but overall, I really enjoyed it. It's just not in the top lexicon of, of Disney movies for me. Sweet. Fair that enough. Your number nineteen. No, my number, number 20? twenty. All right. My number nineteen is something that's been on yours as well, and that is Raya and the Last Dragon. All right. Just missed out on my top twenty. Yeah. It was twenty-two for me. And I mean, I, this movie could possibly be higher after a second watching. Um, because I feel like I really want to watch it again, but potentially could be lower as well. Yeah, yeah, it could be it. as well. So, but as it stands, I feel like the animation at the moment was just too good for it to sort of be pushed any further down the list. And plus, it was such an original story and so well done, um, as well. Like, so if you haven't seen Rai yet, probably shouldn't spoil anything, I guess, since it is pretty new. Um, but basically, trying to remember, it's been like a couple of couple of bit, like a couple of months since we've seen it now. Yep. Um, trying to remember everything that happened. But basically, Raya um, lives in Kamundra. Yes. Um, and the world has sort of been separated into five different, um, na- like groups, nations, clans. I don't know. 
what they're sort of called. Um, but they're all sort of separated into different parts of a dragon um, due to the the Druun, I think they were, the evil spirits that sort of attacked them all. And um, the last dragon sort of used up the last of their power to to stop the Druun from coming. Um, but save humanity. Yeah, saved humanity. But then something happens that kind of releases them back out into the world and so these people are once again living in fear of being turned to stone um it starts when um when raya is younger and then it sort of sort of flashes forward into the future um a bit of a more of a dystopian world now uh where she's trying to go on a search to find the last dragon which is sisu um, played by Okafina. Um, I mean, if you haven't seen this movie, def- it's definitely worth a watch. It's definitely going to be one of those movies that will be remembered for a while, I think, with like in the Disney world. It's very, very unique, and I really enjoyed it. Well, it was one of those ones, uh, if you guys haven't checked out our review roundup, we actually talked about this mm. movie in depth about a month or two ago. And... Uh, I was blown away by the animation, as you were when this movie first got released. It was a shame because we're obviously living in COVID time, so it had to come out on Disney Plus um, and in theaters around the world at the same time. But obviously, a big markets like the United States, it mm. wasn't safe to go to cinema. So a lot of people saw this on Disney Plus for the first time and not in the cinema. So that made this movie feel a little bit different to all the other yeah. real movies on this list. Um, less of that theatrical feel. But as you said, um, the movie starts when Rye's really young, and I really, really liked the relationship between her and her father. Kelly Mary Crean is great as Rye. Um, Daniel Day Kim is great as the protector, Chief Benja. Um, and basically, yeah, as as you said, the five tribes kind of come to a disagreement about who should have, you know, instead of their trying to try protecting the last of the dragon's powers, other tribes try to steal it. And uh, they start at friends, but again, become bitter rivals, Raya and Namari. Um, and that's really, uh, you know, a through point to this movie. Um, tragedy occurs when she's younger and um, obviously carries over to when she's, She's an adult and she meets, you know, the last dragon um, played by, Sisu played by uh, Aquafina, And uh, they go on this adventure and really, I mean, for me, uh, the relationship between her father's great. Um, her and Namari's relationship is really good as well. I do have some issues in terms of the pacing of this movie. They they have that adventure, old school, um, you know, old school uh, kind of adventure feel yeah. that you, that you yeah. have um, from those cultures. Um, but... Sisu, I, I hated her at the start of the movie, played by Aquafina. When she kind of, she seems to be like a Joker minute, kind of like a, a more modern day version of Mushu, but without that emotional connection that you had to yeah. Mushu in Mulan. And um, throughout the movie, she surprised me by having some real emotional movies, and I still really started to like her. I think the whole sidekicks in this movie and the whole other dragon situation and how they're used, um, and they without spoiling much because obviously this is the newest movie released i feel like uh this world got built and these five nations got built up in the movie to have so much potential and i feel like i'd like to see more stories in it and some more depth to these different nations because at the moment we just kind of get a glimpse into it uh but the animation's fantastic rye is one of the best characters disney's made in years in terms of being a role model for children and Mm -hmm. she's going to be a really good addition pretty much i believe if she's not in the disney princess you know, canon, I think she will be added to that lineup shortly. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, as I said, the animation's the highlight. Um, there's some great action scenes. It's a really great father and daughter story, and that's that's the kind of standouts for me when I look back at Raya. Without any, without watching it one time, I couldn't put it in. Only watching it one time, I couldn't put it in my top twenty yet. Um, but it's one of these movies that could either go up higher for me or down mm. lower a little bit, like Zootopia when I watch it again. So yeah, yep, oh. definitely worth the watch though. Okay, so that was my number 19. Um, my number 18 is The Fox and the Hound. That one's higher on my list, so we'll talk about it when we get there. Yeah. Um, so 17 was The Rescuers, and 16 is Bambi, which that I was, think was on your that, list That before. was my number 23. So just outside the top 20 again, so... All right. Um, I love I love this movie. It's so hard trying to find reasons why you've put one higher than the other. Like at this at point, this really point, into it's the... so difficult, and it's basically just coming down to I guess what I love. Your personal <laughs> like, preference. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, I Bambi is just one of those films that is just so adorable. Like it was, it was made back in nineteen forty three. Um, it follows. Bambi was a fawn um, who's the prince of the forest and you see him with his mum living with and he has his friends Thumper and Flower which are a rabbit and a skunk. Um, Then hunters come to the forest and obviously Bambi's mum gets shot so he sort of has to to learn to live and grow and, and how to become the next king of the forest basically. Um, but like, it's just so well done. This movie, like, the way that they they've used music in this is absolutely incredible. Like, so when the when the rain's dropping down and they've got the music playing as the rain rain drops, and oh, I just it's so adorable. Um, Bambi is just one of the cutest little characters ever. And I'm pretty sure everyone after this movie had a, a rabbit called Thumper at some stage in their life as well. Um, definitely, like, I don't even know what bad to say. I really love it. It's just, I think probably the only reason why I've got it at number 16 rather than up higher is the fact that there's, it's a very minimalist storyline, um, I guess, is probably the best way to say it. Like, there's, not really I mean yeah there's not really a lot sort of happening throughout Bambi's like throughout the movie I guess but yeah well basically this movie's telling yeah, Bambi's life, life so yeah. uh, starting as you know a baby to, to becoming a, adult, a young adult as you said and kind of taking over that mantle of king of the forest and um, that's my big problem with this film and that's why it's 23 for me because it is the animation's fantastic mm-hmm. the voice uh, and the voice acting and the, the characters are great. Sterling Holloway, fantastic as as Flower. I like the line and and Thumper. Obviously, I like the line of um, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't yeah, don't say anything at all. But uh, you know, it is a very simple story, and it's it's when you watch this movie, it's kind of like going into a time machine back to simpler times in the forties, and uh, where animation was just starting to flounder, and they experimented a lot, and you saw a little a lot of different animation in the forest. Um, but for me, it's a very short film. It's one that um, Bambi's an iconic character. That yeah. it's got one of the saddest Disney moments ever in terms of you know his his mother's death um, by the hunter, who's you know humans are the villains of this yeah. movie, which is something that was so ahead of its time in telling it. Um, but 
as I said, it's it's one of those ones where you're following his life, but there's and and there is some depth to it. Don't get me wrong, but it it's not, you know, it's it, you're not kind of going, oh man, this is this is a such a complicated story. And for me, there's others that that fit that build a little bit more. There's more complicated characters mm-hmm. out there. And for me, in my opinion, I think the movie's a little bit better when Bambi's younger. I, I think as the yeah, movie goes on, yeah, it gets a little bit more. He's trying to impress his dad. Yeah. He meets you know a female and. Um, it's just not. It's just it's it's a classic and it's and it's adorable to watch and you know these yeah. characters are iconic but it's not in that top tier Disney for me because yeah as I said there's there's more in other movies in terms of depth and and character development so that's why it's twenty three but as you said it's a it's a it was a huge accomplishment yeah. accomplishment in, in nineteen forty for sure yeah. so awesome okay. that was our first part that was twenty yeah. to sixteen so let's get into the top fifteen now. All right, moving into our top 15 now, and my 15, we'll start with Tarzan, the 1999 film. So that is not in this part of the list. It's in your top 10. We have our mm-hmm. first top 10 reveal right there, Tarzan. Wow. Did not expect that one. All right, moving on to my 14 now, and it's the 1940 classic of Dumbo. This one's kind of similar to Bambi for you in terms of being such a... Um, you know, it's a more simple story, and it's from a bygone era for Disney. It's really their classic, you know, era of filmmaking. And, uh, you know, this one follows Dumbo, who's born with, you know, giant ears. Everybody knows the story. Um, he gets bullied a lot by these evil bitch elephants. Um, <laughs> and basically... <laughs> classic. Uh, all right, so... <laughs> Why would I so horrible to you? Exactly. Well, it's not. It's not untrue. All right. Let's stay on focus. Stay on focus. All right. Cool. It was horrible. All right. So anyway, as I was saying, these evil bitch elephants really bully him, and uh, his one true friend, apart from his mother, is Timothy E. Mouse, I believe his name is. Um, and uh, you know, he he basically shows these elephants that he's more than what he's made to be. Um, and this movie's fantastic. I mean, it's. Animation of a bygone era. It starts with the train trying to get up the hill, and you've got that iconic song of, you know, I think I'm going to make it, or whatever it is. Um, I can't remember it. That's how iconic it is. Um, but then... <laughs> Man, this, this one's going great. Uh, you've got the the pink elephant uh, scene. This, which is terrifying. Which is terrifying. Um, but, yeah, it is a sim- I understand why it's, I, you know, it was on your, your second part of this list yeah, because so it's I a little it bit... at number 32. It's a little bit more of a simple kind of tale, and I guess you prefer Bambi. I prefer Dumbo. Um, but, yeah, it's going to stand the test of time. Dumbo's an iconic character. Yeah, it's one of the best it you know, heroes nice. that Disney's ever done. And that song with that... Um that his mum sings to him when she's rocking him with her when all he can touch is her trunk. Oh, it's so making me sad so just cute. thinking about the, it. Oh. What about the clown paint? There's so many iconic yeah. parts this movie. So yeah. it's only I think sixty four minutes and Yeah, it's a short one. Obviously you've got the whole the, the crows. Yeah, the the stereotypes there, um, that, you know, doesn't really hold up. Um, but again, a different a different period of time. Um yeah. But, yeah, as I said, I can't overlook those things because it is such a classic story. And I actually like the 2019 remake that a lot of people, you know, didn't love. So um, Dumbo's my 14, but it's it's a classic story. And, um, you know, the, 
the payoff at the end of the movie where he finally takes flight it's mm-hmm. it's such an iconic moment in cinema and it's um it's one that you know people are still watching to this day and uh you know they sh- a lot of parents are still showing their kids for the first time and um it's good to see how it's carried over through these generations because like my parents watched this when they were when yeah. they were young you yeah. know what i mean so um yeah, it's 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 a great film, and it's one that was released around that time World War Two. So, um, you know, it's a little bit. It's good. It was good to have such a hopeful film in that time during kind of darker times. Yeah. And, um, it's good to go back and revisit. So, mm. all right, that was my number fourteen. Moving on to my thirteen now. Another classic Disney film. This one is Peter Pan. Pan. Yeah, I had that one at thirty-three. All right, so let's get into it. Peter Pan. Um, of course, everybody knows the story. Um. Peter Pan's from Neverland, and he is, you know, the rival of Captain Hook. He lives with the Lost Boys who never want to grow up. And uh, Wendy uh, Darling, that's their surname, trivia for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew that. Uh, well, John and the other one, help me out, the kid. What's Michael. his name? Michael, yes, I knew that. <laughs> Not really, but I forgot it. But, uh, yeah, they all end up going to Neverland and uh, and meet Peter Pan, meet Tinkerbell. You have that classic, uh, iconic scene of we can fly, we can fly, we can fly. Go to Neverland. They kind of live in the life of Peter Pan and these lost boys. And Neverland's such a vibrant, colourful world. Um, you know, that the, the alligators trying to kill Captain Hook. And it's really just an iconic story. It's it's lived, the, it's stood the test of time in terms of, it's still got that message of, you know, kids not wanting to grow up, not wanting to become adults. I don't want to be an adult. Why am I an adult and all that? I just want to be a kid forever. Have some fun. Have good times. Um but yeah, you have that connection between Wendy and Peter. Wendy doesn't really embrace Neverland. She wants to go home, and yeah. uh, Tinkerbell gets really jealous of you know Peter liking um, liking Wendy. So um, it's just an iconic story. Great uh, songs in terms of following the leader, and um, we can fly. And uh, I, I just love the world, the world of Neverland, and the story of Peter Pan. Obviously, you got problems in terms of uh, you know some of the we can call it racism now, yeah, but it was Tiger definitely Lily. of a bygone era and Tiger Lily and the yeah. Indians and the chief. Um, but I think that those problems can be overlooked by the because it's such an iconic story, and obviously future films like Return to Neverland, the Disney sequel for this one, didn't have the Indians in it. And if there is a way in the future to have you know, because I'm sure this will be a live action movie like all the others. Yeah. If there's a way to approach that a little bit more respectfully, uh, I think that they'll do it in the future. But I love Peter Pan. Yeah, I mean, I love it too. It's a movie that I grew up with. Um, but yeah, just things. There's some things in it that watching it again now don't really sit right with me. Like you, yeah, like as you said, like Tiger Lily and the and the Indians, and also like thinking about it as well, the way that Wendy is straight away becomes their their mother because she's the female character and and so that's yeah, yeah. so that kind of like bits like that like you do have the innocence of that time though, yeah and the fact that they are yeah i know like this, so. i know it is yeah. it is from that time but yeah it's it's something that i feel like if it was done today it would be a lot more controversial yeah 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 but yeah it is what it is. Great animation as well. You got the big Ben scene and yeah. the fact that Disney went into t- a territory where they hadn't really done animation like that before. The flying scenes with Tinkerbell. Um, it's just iconic characters. And Tinkerbell is uh, one of my all-time favorite characters. Exactly. Whether, whether you have problems with the movie or not, I feel like it's yeah, as I said, it's from that bygone era of Disney movies like Pete Bambi, like Dumbo that we've already touched on, where it's it's iconic and uh, and you know you got to respect what's come before you. And obviously, a lot of Disney heroes and stuff were kind of inspired by Peter Pan and villains 
you know, from Captain Hook. So um, it's the test of time for sure. And um, obviously there's some problems, but, yeah. you know, it, it, it's still a good movie despite those problems. So yeah. uh, Peter Pan was my... Yeah, go one, ahead. Well, well, one thing I was going to say, like, I know you think that the, the songs are great, but they're actually the thing that I think is the least... I love like following the, the leader. I know you got the whole following like, the engines, but I like yeah. I, I really like it. I, so. I don't know. I just feel like they're not as iconic as some of other, like, Disney's I mean I guess they are like We Can Fly We Can Fly yeah. is a very iconic song but they're just very like simple songs I feel like I don't know they're just don't you think that kind of leads into more the fact that they are children though and it isn't Evelyn when you think of it like that I oh, feel like you know very, the reason why they're simple point. is because they haven't grown up yeah actually that's actually a very good point look at that oh. sometimes it makes sense Sometimes it happens. But I wonder if Not that's very you often, just thinking that, that or if Disney actually did that. This is me just arguing with it because you put it at 30 whatever. This is, a, this is obviously a top 20 movie. What are you doing here? All right. Uh, Peter, Peter, Peter was like All right, moving on to another 12 now. And it's yet again, this is three in a row, another classic uh, film from this Disney era. And it's uh, Cinderella 1950. Nola, I know you're a big fan of this movie. Where'd you have I this am. one? So I have this. At number 12. We're in agreement. So yeah. I think maybe only like the second or third time in this yeah, list. Yeah, um, It's so. amazing. It's crazy. But, uh, yeah, obviously we all know the story of Cinderella. She uh, lost her father and she kind of got put in the care of uh, Lady Tremaine, her evil stepmother and her evil stepsisters. That she's basically used as a servant for them. Um, along comes a you know prince that wants a ball. He's leading the kingdom. Um, his father's you know pressuring him to find a woman. As was the as was the tradition in the days, uh, but uh, basically, yeah, she wants to go to the ball. The stepsisters, while they get her chores, destroy her dress. The mice help make uh, her, her friend mice and the animal friends help her make. And um, this is another one like Dumbo and and Bambi. That's a little bit of more of a simple story, but for me, it is easily. Are the best out of the classic Disney princess uh, movies in terms of Snow White and yeah. Sleeping Beauty, and it's one of the best of all time. And I mean, it's such a classic story. Whether you are you a blue dress person or a white dressed person, let's get down to this controversy. Okay. That's what the people listen to the podcast for. This is the argument they want to hear. So originally, I was a white dress person, but then when I rewatched it, it looks blue. Well, Cinderella's got a blue dress in the uh, in the remake, so. Yeah. Lily James. Yeah. So I think I flipped. I'm a blue. I'm a blue dress. Girl I'm a now. white dress person. I just oh. anyway, just to disagree with you. But uh, back to what I was saying. The movie, <laughs> <laughs> the movie itself, great. You got the golden slipper. You've got the stroke of midnight. The fairy godmother comes in and helps her. It's just a classic tale, um, and it's really inspiring, in my opinion. Uh, you know, especially all all kind of. Uh, girls and uh you know as they're growing up i feel like they uh, maybe i'm wrong um but kind of go through a princess kind of phase of their life um and i think that this movie is iconic it stood the test of time um and it's a it's a really good movie to kind of to show that you can you can rise above the hate around you and become bigger than you know what people want you to be so maybe i'm reading too much rise into it right above it just like john cena <laughs> rise above that hate uh but yes yeah, cinderella <laughs> Is my number 12 not What are you for the movie? Oh, I love it. Obviously, I, I love it just as much because it's my number 12 as well. Um, but yeah, like this is a movie I grew up watching a million times. I, it was just on repeat in my house, basically. Um, but like just the characters. Gus Gus is, is so adorable. I love him. I love the mice. They're a big part um, of the movie too. A lot bigger than yeah, some people might say. Kind of yeah, like the, uh, the fairies in Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. 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 And um, like 
just Cinderella herself, like, I think she is such an iconic character. But one thing that will forever annoy me is how the hell did the prince not know what she looked like? She was just transfixed by her beauty. Right, it's, it's <laughs> but very then romantic. when he goes and sees her, like how, like trying to. She had her hair in a different shoes. way, you know, letter. Jeez. How Clark Kent Superman. How does he not know? Like, obviously, I feel like he's just not good enough for her, honestly, if he can't remember what the hell she looks like. And it's the 50s, but... all the women look the same. Give him a break. <laughs> 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 but I mean, surely someone else in that kingdom had the same size feet. Surely someone else knew it was her. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Anyway. <laughs> So, but, but you're a big fan of the songs in this movie? Part, yes, I, yes. Yeah, a dream. Well. A dream is a wish the heart yeah. makes. Not Cinderella, Cinderella. <laughs> 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 by the, by the, the mice, you don't like that one? I That's do like that too. one. I, I prefer your version though. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty. It's, that was on point. <clears throat> how good that is that voice? Good. Oh, <laughs> Didn't even warm up for that performance. Anyway. <laughs> Cinderella. Cinderella. Yeah, number 12. All right. <laughs> <laughs> With that note, we're going to move on. Uh, my number 11 is definitely one that's going to be in your top 10. So prepare for a little bit of controversy. Oh. Um, and it is The Little Mermaid. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. All right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, didn't make the top 10. But uh, as I said, it's you said it yourself wow. earlier. You said it's all about personal preference. They're all great movies at this point. Um, so let's leave the argument to a little bit later, all right? Yeah. And let's move on to your 15. Okay, my 15. One that I think you've had in your list. And that is Big Hero 6. It was my number 19. Yes. Um, so this is a pretty, like, relatively new, I think, 2014. Yep. yep, 2014. Um, so it's set in... Let me try and get my head around the name. To, oh, what San Fran, Tokyo. San, San Fran, San Fran, Tokyo. Yes. Is that it? That's the one. <laughs> so kind of like an amalgamation of San Francisco and Tokyo. Um, it follows... Based on the name, that's probably correct, yes. Of San Francisco. Based on it's being called San Francisco. Uh, yeah. Go on, continue. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> yeah. um, so it follows Hero, um, who's 14 years old and is sort of like a robotics prodigy, I guess. Um, him and his older brother is at is at university. Um, they create robots, <laughs> 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 and his brother is created. Um, Baymax, which is a healthcare health- companion, <laughs> healthcare companion, um, and basically something happens in this like sort of show robot showcase that they're going to where Hero's brother gets killed. Um, so Hero kind of goes through this really hard time, um, but he has befriended his brother's sort of uni mates. Um, and because he's one of the smartest kids, obviously, he's yeah. ahead of everybody else. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, so in order to try and he works out that um, that obviously his brother's death was caused by some malplay, sort of bad play happening in that in the in the place. So it's um, interesting synopsis you give for continue. <laughs> <laughs> and so they become superheroes. <laughs> 
We made that way too complicated. Way, way more complicated than it had to be. <laughs> Keep going. Um, Loving it. So, um, like, I, always, I liked this movie on my first watch. But then on the second watch that I did recently just for this, for this list, I absolutely loved it. Like, a lot more than I thought I was going to. The animation in this is absolutely incredible. Um, I was just blown away. And Baymax is just such a great character. I think, like, he's just... I'd love to see more of Baymax, basically, as well. But, yeah. That was your thoughts on Big Hero yeah. 6. All right, sweet and <laughs> short and sweet after that 20-minute plot synopsis. Um, all right, so this one's obviously based... Uh, so when Disney brought Marvel, they put this one in development. This was actually based on a Marvel property, um, which was very... Um, it, it's based on the, the property of Big Hero 6, but Big Hero 6 was a very small production from Marvel uh, where it wasn't very known by anyone until until uh, until they picked this up, um, Disney, and made this film. San in Tokyo wasn't actually... I, I don't think it was in the comics. I think that was all a Disney production. And the world yeah. that they built in this movie is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it is. It's um, really cool. And it's one that, that yearns for more... You know, material in it. It's something we haven't. I think they made a TV show, but it wasn't huge. Yeah, so, but I just want so much more. Marvel's actually got a by Walt Disney Animation Studios. We're talking about it's one of the few shows that they're actually making on Disney Plus to continue the franchise, okay. which is really exciting. Um, but yeah, basically, at the start of this movie, so this is a movie I've seen multiple times. But the the thing that stood out for me the most recent time for this list that I watched this one is that. Uh, Tadashi and Hiro's uh, relationship is a very underrated part of this movie. Uh, Hiro's on a, you know, he's he's too smart for his own good, and he's kind of on this yeah. uh, little bit of a dangerous path where he's, you know, uh, fight, doing a robot fighting, kind of kind of like in a in a dodgy community here in in, in San Francisco, um, in this kind of this this future um, world. And Tadashi kind of gets him out of it, puts him back on path, and then obviously you've got it's one of the most emotional moments in my opinion out of all these Disney movies Tadashi's death it really the first time you watch it you really kind of step back and it's really in, like it's it's shocking it's it it happens so fast and uh, it really sets the course for the rest of the movie um, so that that really hit me straight from the get go and then the rest of this movie for me and this is why it's 19 and not as big kind of becomes a little bit more of a traditional hero yeah, kind of yeah. team up movie you've got these different characters that he's friends with um and for me, yeah, it kind of goes into a little bit more of those cliche um, tro- tro- tropes that superhero movies have. And uh, when you have the the villain, I think, which I'm not going to spoil it in case you haven't seen it, even though we are kind of talking spoilers, has a reason for being evil. But I feel yeah. like it's a lot... It's kind of like a lot of other superhero movies in terms of that's kind of the weakest part of the movie. But the animation is really good. The relationship between Hero and Tadashi is fantastic, as I mentioned, but then the relationship between Hero and Baymax is great. Yeah. Um, and there's some great scenes uh, with them bonding and when, uh, you know, Baymax is basically drunk, that's a great scene. Um, you've got... <laughs> that scene where in the, they're in the cops, like the cops, yeah. and he's just got the air coming out and just putting the sticky tape on yeah. his arm, like, oh The my fist gosh. bump is, yes, is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and... Oh, I won't say that. I don't want to. Spo- I don't know if I should spoil. I don't know. I mean, if you want to, you can. I mean, it's been there for seven years. So Spoiler. <laughs> when um, Baymax sort of sacrificed himself but. when, yeah, they're through, like, oh, that's just. And Hero really. When Tadashi died and he found out the mm. identity, he really wanted 
you know, in rage, and he didn't really, really want it, but he wanted Baymax to, you know, yeah, kill and kill. go against yeah. what Tadashi made him for. And then when you had that sacrifice of him sacrificing himself for the villain's daughter, mm. it's it's a great sacrifice. It's an iconic moment. I really liked when they trained. There's some cool side characters. The side yeah, characters yeah, are cool. Yeah, they are really cool. Um, and I like the training montage, the song mm. We Can Be Immortals, I think it is, or, or some variation of that. Um but, yeah, as I said, there's a couple of superhero troops that kind of drag the movie down. Like, there's a villain problem and a little bit inconsistent all around. But it's just a fun movie for me. It it's a great movie. Fun. And for Disney to do this, which, you know, when they brought Marvel, they could have went something like, we're, straight away we're going to make a, uh, you know, Captain America movie or an Iron Man movie. They chose to make this small property and they really made it huge. And it was a huge success for me. And um, it's really out there in, in terms of animation for Disney. And especially this... Well, Disney Animation Studios, their main line studio that were reviewing all these films. Mm-hmm. It's very different to all the other movies that you really yeah, watch on this list. Yeah, so um, I appreciate it for that, definitely. Yeah. And that was my number 15. So my number 14 is Sleeping Beauty. That was on my last part at number yeah. 25. Um, so, I mean, we probably all know the story of Sleeping Beauty now. Girls cursed by... Mil- like Aurora is cursed by Maleficent um, that on her 16th birthday, she'll prick her finger and die. But luckily the fairies are there and they help her out. And instead she's going to go to sleep for a really long time. Um, This movie, like, I mean, in terms of Disney princesses, Sleeping Beauty doesn't really get a lot of screen time. I think she's one, one of the princesses with the least amount of screen time. But um, in my opinion, Maleficent is the best villain that Disney has. I love her. Like that whole sequence where she's sort of fighting Prince Philip and um, as the dragon and you've got the green fire coming out. Like, oh, it's Some just of the such, best animation oh, that Disney's ever done. Such incredible animation for that time. Like, it's insane. It still holds up. Yeah, it really does. Um, and I love like when Aurora meets Prince Philip in the forest and... um. And they sing their song and, like, all the animals are dressed up in his cloak and stuff. Like, I just love that scene. Really classic. It's Great scene. so good. Um, Once Upon a Dream, that song. Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. It's one of my favourite songs. Uh, oh, <laughs> I just love it. Um, and, I mean, and, the, and you've got the fairies and stuff as well. I think they're great. Just, yeah, I think just the one downside to Sleeping Beauty is the fact that she's not really... A major part of it yes and that's that's the big problem for me in terms of this film we don't really know much about aurora as mm. you mentioned the 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 what forest wood scene with with eric and, and eric not his name <laughs> philip <laughs> eric's from little mermaid but um yes um that's done really well it's just that i think she's in the movie for about 20 minutes and yeah. obviously you've got the whole plot is around you know maleficent being mad with the parents yeah. and Spinning wheels. The parents are like, okay, we'll just destroy all those and then we'll just go back to where we live in our lives. Don't worry yeah, about it. She'll be fine. Melissa won't come back. She'll be fine. She's <laughs> the most evil good. person in the yeah. universe. Um, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong in the next 16 years? Okay. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, the fact that she's not in the movie very much um, kind of hurts it for me. And it, the movie's majority car- carried by the, the mm. fairies. Um, and Prince Philip. Yeah, well, yeah, I think yeah. So. I feel like the fairies stick even though they're good characters, kind of get a little bit old because you're spending so much time with them. It's kind of like your criticism with the with Snow White a little bit for yeah. me. That's why I put them right next to each other because the main characters aren't really the focus of the movie. Yeah. And that, that for me is a little bit of a problem. But it is a timeless movie. 
That dragon animation's fantastic. Uh, Philip, for me, doesn't have that much depth either. They're just kind of characters of the time. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I like the style of the movie. The, the two dads as well. Getting, yeah, getting absolutely. Drunk and... uh, Stefano and yeah. the other Hubert, I think his name is. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely a movie that, you know, is of the is of the era. Um, but I just would have liked a little bit more character depth. So Yeah. yeah. See, if, I don't know, for me, like I've watched this movie that many times that... I kind of know the characters in and out, but um, I think Aurora has like twenty lines. Yeah, she yeah. it's something really small, yeah, like so. But she is de- the most stunning Disney princess, though. She's beautiful. She has yeah. pretty hair. That's a, that's a bold take. That's a, that's a huge goal. It's controversial. <laughs> she's she's beautiful. <laughs> All right, sweet. Okay, so that is my number fourteen. My number thirteen. Is something, is a movie that you had very low on your list. I have no idea what it is. It is Moana. Oh, that's right. Okay. Sure, <laughs> let's get into it then. <laughs> what I had to talk about we this. We doing this? <laughs> Guess we're going to. Guess we have to. Um, so, Moana um, came out in 2016. It follows Moana. As she sort of travels around um, to try and find Maui and to um, put the heart back into, I'm going to butcher her name. Um, is it N- Nafiti? Yes, sure. <laughs> Something like that. So basically her, her and Maui need to travel to, to put the heart back. Um, they sort of have to travel to the land of monsters um Tefiti it is the goddess Tefiti um so the rock plays Maui um you've got Aoli Cravalo <laughs> if that's how you say your name um he plays Moana um music a lot of the songs are written by Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, the the animation in this is like watching this on 4K. It just honestly blew me away. The 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 water animation, like when she's that when she's that little girl, like as a baby, and the water comes up and sort of um, gives her like the gives her the heart of Tafiti, and then puts a little flower on her hair. Like that scene is just absolutely beautiful, and um, just the songs like. The Rock actually really surprised me in this movie with his song. I honestly could not believe that he could do something like that. It really blew me away. I was shocked. But yeah, so let's get into this. Let's hear your opinions. Huh? I don't know if I want to give my opinions. Obviously, this is a, a hot take in terms of me not really liking this movie. And the first time I watched it, I went in with huge expectations. Um, because Disney wanted a role for me and they made several movies that I loved, but... Going into this one, my first time I, I watched this movie, I, I really hated it. I just I just could not get into the characters. And don't get me wrong, Moana's a strong character. And this is this is what I learnt watching it the second time, is that for me, the start of this movie is really good um, in terms that I really like it. I like the relationship with her father, played by Tamora Morrison, and how they're trying to get a, um, you know, trying to get, you know, food sources for the island and all that stuff. Um but for me, it's just way too many inconsistencies. Movie. I think the movie peaks with how far I go, and then when she sets sail, the movie just falls off a cliff for me. And I think the animation is fantastic, but there's just 
for starters, okay, let's let's get into why I don't like it. And Your Welcome is another part that I really like. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, The Rock's character. The Rock's are really good in this movie, let's be honest. Uh, what's his name again? Uh, the character? Maui. Maui, yes. Um, so... So that character, really good character, really good introduction to the character. He doesn't really have an input to the movie. She wants him to save the world. He doesn't really do much. He's kind of there with her. Um, my big issues, I guess, when we're looking at this movie is there's inconsistencies in terms of... Um, so obviously the culture's done really well in terms of the island and, and uh, you know, the people of, you know that part of the world, Hawaii, and the, and, the, and the islands around Hawaii. Done, told, done in a great way. Um, I just feel like when you get to stuff, like, for example, when you have the water, um, you know, helping her, the water gets involved when it wants to. We've got uh, Maui not really adding anything to the plot. Moana, for me, why she's a really good character, she's exactly the same in the whole movie. The only thing that Moana learns, and I'm sorry to that, but the only thing Moana learns in this whole entire movie is that okay? Maybe I should try to be adventurous and help my people. She's all, she's the same character at the start of the movie than she is at the end of the movie. I think the supporting cast sucks. I hate the crap scene. I reckon that's terrible. We just throw that out of the movie. Just a waste of time. I I didn't like any of the other songs other than those two that I mentioned. Hey, hi hi. I think is a terrible character. That that is just a waste of my time. Um, not not a charming sidekick at all. There's these people that I, that's. Again, I've only seen the movie twice, so I don't know all the terms, but there's these people that come in to try to attack her and Maui out of nowhere that add nothing to the movie. Little there's just all coconuts. these Yeah, there's just all these random scenes kind of thrown together for me. And then the water gets involved when it wants to, and sometimes it doesn't. And then as I said, Maui doesn't really do anything to, to help Moana save the day really at all. He kinda of just goes away, he comes back, it's like I'm back, and then nothing really happens. This movie's just very inconsistent for me. And it's a movie that I want to like more because the animation's so well, but I just think there's gaps in the stories everywhere. And Moana starts the movie as a really, really strong character and ends the movie as a really, really strong character. I don't see the character development. Yep. Okay, so, so in the in saying that, I don't think she was the character that needed to develop throughout the film. That's why okay. she'd already done gone through all that, like learning to be a, a chief. Like exactly. So but she'd done all that. The character that had that wanted the development throughout the movie Maui. was Maui, yes. Yes. and so no, which that happened. I can understand that, but for me, she sings how far I go. She has the hero's kind of journey. I feel like it's just for me, it's just not an entertaining, it's an enjoyable movie. I'm just I'm watching it on board. There's these scenes. I know that a lot of people love it, and I know it's a hot take, but I just don't think. And for me, five years later, people sure they sing how far I go. They they always sing your welcome. They're very iconic parts of the movie but do people really talk about any of the other movie the rest of the movie you know the, the, the big guy that had to stop I can't remember his name but the, you know that force does anyone actually talk about the plot of this movie or is it just the scenery and the characters that people remember you know what I mean yeah so so I- this is this is my argument with the film and it, as I said it's made it, the production values are great but it just doesn't have a personal connection to me at all I don't feel for these characters in the so story so I think the best thing about this movie is just the sort of um the culture, basically, yes. Um, the like the Maori culture. Um, like I have a friend who has a daughter who is half Maori, and she is just obsessed with Moana. Like she watches that constantly because she's seeing herself. Yes. Um, on in TV on TV. And a lot of people basically. relate to her because it's yeah. not someone that you kind of see in these movies. Obviously, yeah. it's a different background for a Disney princess that we haven't really seen at all. Yeah. So I can understand that for sure. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, the representation is probably one of the best things. But, like, how do you not get goosebumps 
when she sings her final song as she's putting the heart of Tafiti back into her. Like that song for me, every time really? I hear it and watch it, I get goosebumps. I think maybe I'm just tuned out like, by that point in the movie, but I feel like how far it goes is a much superior song. And I feel like that's. I, feel I mean, like that's yeah, the that, that is that is so, an iconic song. Yeah. But just that whole moment where she, like, oh, like. I feel like, like she's strongest with the relationship with her father. But I, I guess when that, that, that kind of plot sideline for most of the film, I just don't. I just can't connect with the rest of it. So anyway, that's just my opinion. It's just yeah. we, we, we very much disagree on this we movie. Do. I understand that. I what I'll say, the culture as I said, the culture's done really well. I think there's a movie that's already been named that the culture's done better, and we'll get to that movie shortly. And I think you know the movie I'm talking about. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright. Yep. <laughs> so as I said, why why I dislike the movie, I'd probably give it like a five out of ten if I was a rating this movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I feel like Moana's a really strong character. And um, I just would like more in terms of in terms of story and consistency. Yeah, so I get that's it. Just, that's just I get opinion. it. Yeah, okay. You just don't but agree. With it. I just don't agree. <laughs> I right. just don't agree. That was our fifteen to eleven. No letter. We're pretty uh-huh. much up to that. The, was my thirteenth. Okay. What? <laughs> oh yeah, it was. I reckon one or twice. All right. All right. Continue. <laughs> so my done number twelve was Cinderella. Part. Yep. My number eleven is Zootopia. Ah, okay. Sweet. Awesome. So one that you had, another one that you had, pretty. Low down on your list I as well. I had it at number 31. Yeah. So a bit of a difference there. Bit of a difference. Only 20 other movies in between. Um, so basically this... So I watched this for this only the second time on this rewatch. And um, I loved it more the second... Like this other time. So it really shocks me that it went... Down the list for you on the on the second Massively viewing. down yeah. on my list. Like I I loved it more. Um, I just think the whole world building that they've they've got in this is just absolutely incredible. I love. So um, basically, this movie follows Judy Hopps, played by Jennifer Goodwin, um, who has the dream of becoming a a the first ever bunny cop. Um, so she travels out from her little rural town and heads into Zootopia um, where she meets Nick Wilde played by Jason Bateman who is a sly fox Um, and I mean basically the way this movie kind of looks at each of the creatures is it kind of um, profiles them all in 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 a way I guess like all the even though the world is like of these animals is quite modern they all still have that belief that predators have to be the ones that are in like the big muscly roles like the cops and and things like that whereas like yeah bunnies should be should stick to being farmers and and things like that and um the movie is about her kind of trying to break away from that mold and to show that sort of anyone can be who they want to be really um the like the the relationship between Nick Wilde and Judy Hopps is, I think, what makes this movie. They are just such great characters. Like just the two of them working together, it was just so such an enjoyable thing to watch. Um, and just like I don't know, like there's just so many iconic characters in this. Like the um the little the little baby fox which is actually like sounds like a 30 year old man like and then you've got um 
Oh, the sloth, Flash, his name is. Flash is great. Oh, Flash is like just, every time, it just makes me laugh. Like, this is just the best thing ever. And when he turns up in that, like, that really sports car at the yeah, end, yeah. and it's just like, oh, my gosh. The slow <laughs> smile like, doesn't point yeah. every time. The slow, like, laughter. Um, I, I just, oh, it makes me laugh every time. It's amazing. But... So that's that's a very similar take to what I had with the first time I watched this movie. And I watched it in cinemas when it came out in 2016, and I, I loved it. Um, going back to re-watch it this time, I still think it's a really good movie, um, like most of the movies in the Disney canon, but I just don't think it's up there with some of the elite. And the reasons why, for me, don't want to sound too negative, because I really enjoy the movie. I think the chemistry between... Um, Jennifer Goodman, uh, Jennifer Goodwin, and uh, Jason Bateman's characters, Judy Hopman and Nick Wilde, are really good. And I feel like uh, just Judy's journey of wanting to be the first mm-hmm. rabbit cop, everyone's kind of saying it's impossible and given a you know routine task like the captain of the of the force. Um, it's a really inspiring story. And uh, as I said, Nick Wilde, his transformation from you know more of a uh, a sly con man to mm. becoming, you know, a hero in his own right is a great story. Um, and the and the and the towns, you know, the, the city of Zootopia is done really well. Um, in terms of different animals playing their different roles, like that when they go from mouse town mm. is a really good yep. sequence. Um, but my problems in this one are so I watch a lot of kind of crime procedurals and a lot of crime movies, crime TV shows. The plot of this thing is highly generic. And for me, even the first time I watched it, I could see the bad guy coming from a mile away, the true bad guy. I don't know if you could. Yeah. Um, but it's very foreshadowed. Um, and I feel like there's why there's really good parts in this movie, there's some corny jokes, so to say. I personally, this time, you know the thing that annoyed me the most about watching this movie uh, a couple of weeks ago? Shakira's character. Now, Shakira's song's really good, but the constant use of her coming back and being a useless kind of comic yeah. relief on the people's phones and then just showing up at random times, I really was. it really disconnected me from the rest of the movie. And um, I just feel like, yeah, it's it's one of those ones where the, it's something that I've seen in all the different crime shows and stuff that I've watched a, a lot, a lot. And it's just, it's very, very generic, the, the main crime. You've got the whole Godfather parody mm. with the, with the mice for me disney walt disney animation studios is better than that they don't have to go parodying other stuff like so blatantly like that they've got so much original content and they they, they don't need to resort to, to to petty kind of parodies like that. that that's something for me when i watch this that shark tale would do or something from dreamworks yeah, yeah, it's not it's yeah. not something a disney even like their their which it was a funny scene but even like uh Wesselton or whatever when he has the, the bootleg DVDs I just feel like humour like that's beyond Disney yeah. like it's underneath Disney I feel like they're better than that actually so, funny enough in those DVDs there's a because they, they obviously Jack Levine's talk yeah it got cancelled in development yeah, so it's coming out before Frozen 2 was, which is a weird yeah. part of it, Disney history I now know. it's in the canon forever yeah. that, that yeah. bootleg this copy mo- this bootleg movie that, that was supposed to come never out. exists now yeah. like crazy. crazy but you hear what I'm saying in my criticism yes yeah sorry <laughs> no no, no that, but that, that's basically what I wanted to say but for me, it's just, it's a very generic, I've seen this in a million cop shows. And TV yeah, and I get that. But I mean, you got to remember like it as like, even though we're adults watching this, it's still a kid's yes. movie and it's yes. probably going to be their first sort of movie buddy cop film. Like really like, um, so for them, it's not, it's not something that is 
generic or whatever. And yep. and it, they might be excited if they can pick who the Shakira, bad guy is. Do you hate Alan Hardy? Well, don't yeah, hate her as a I musician. Was, I like Shakira. But yeah, I was, not a, I was not really, yeah. Like, I, I get her popping up every now and then, but yeah, she popped up probably too much, I guess. But the, the whole Predator versus... The rest of the animals uh, kind of themes really good in this. Movie. Yeah, 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 like it's really cool, and the way, like, the reason why, like, it's sort of being done as well because the prey are basically how sick she, of it. How she reacts to the situation with mm. uh, Nick is is done really well as well. Yeah. How she doesn't fully trust him and he, yeah. she thinks he's going he's going to attack her, and that's just the way they've been raised. It really gets into issues that are really prevalent in real life, like your, your racism mm. and yeah, and your yep. sort of stuff it like does. that. So, um, really, yeah, yeah really. I think it'll be, it's a very important film to show kids, I think, for that sort of, for those sort of themes as well. It doesn't hold up as much as, like, not hold up, but it doesn't, it's not as remembered as well as some of these other ones from the 2010s. No, it's not. Yeah, so, but, yeah, it was your number 11, you really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. All right, well, that was our 15 to 11, let's move on to the top 10. All right, moving on to our top 10, now my top 10 is a movie that was in your top 20 at number 18, it's uh, one of my favourite movies growing up. One of the most emotional Disney movies ever. It's The Fox and the Hound. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got strong thoughts about this one, no letter. Um, when you look at Disney lists, people ranking it, I looked at a few before we started filming this podcast. So many people have this uh, movie near the bottom of their list as one of the worst Disney animated I movies. I don't get that. And I love it. So uh, to all those people, screw you. Um, <laughs> so this movie, um, I watched all the time as a kid, and mm. um, it basically follows the story of... Uh, Todd and Copper are two people from very different backgrounds. You've got the fox, Todd, who um, is, uh, you know, raised in a kind of farm-like um, environment um, with Widow Tweed, who is a widow, <laughs> based by her name, that she is Widow Tweed. That's how she's known in this movie. Um, and he befriends a little, um, a dog, um, a hound dog, to be precise, named Copper, Um their friendship, they, they show them grow up and, and become friends, and it really starts to become an issue as they get older in terms of their different backgrounds and uh, eventually gets to a point where they become kind of bitter rivals. And um, it's a very emotional story. It's one that resonates with me still to this day. And, uh, you know, I struggle I struggle not to cry watching this movie. Know, There's some I, really every deep time moments. I've watched it that many times, and I still cry every single time. It's, yeah, it's Kurt Russell uh, plays... Uh, the adult version of um, of Copper, Mickey Rooney, Rooney's the the version of um, I think it's both versions of Todd. But um, it's yeah, it's one of these movies that, as you said, no matter how many times you watch it, you, you cry, you you're rooting for this friendship, and you know that it's kind of destined to, to become an issue. Be and um, obviously, Copper's been um, obviously he's been you know, uh, corrupted, so to speak, by Amos Slade and um, his owner and, and Chief. The, the he's, he's a good character. He's uh, he kind of the veteran hound dog that kind of gets overshadowed by by Copper later in the movie. But, um, yeah, the rivalry between Slade and Widow Tweed gets to a point where she's got to let, you know, Copper go, and then he kind of gets hunted down, and there's a whole situation that gets out of control. Um, and it really comes down to, you know, how much your friends mean to you and, and the decisions that you make in those key moments. But uh, it's such a great story of brothers that, you know, come from different backgrounds. And, and I love it every time I watch it. And when Widow Tweed has to get rid of uh, Todd, it's one of the most emotional moments in any movie for me. Yeah, so it really is. It breaks my heart. <laughs> my, my connection to this movie is a very deep one um, yeah. from the, like the very, very early age. And um, I, 
I love this movie. So uh, yeah. the Fox and the Hound makes my top ten. Obviously, um, you know, it might not the animation and stuff might not hold up as much as some of these other movies and it's not a movie that's talked about as much as some of these Disney classics mm. but for me it's got a special place and it yeah. forever be one of the, the best Disney movies in my opinion so yeah I mean I love it too I was like it's still made my top 20 yeah. um and it yeah I watched it all the time as a kid like it just breaks my heart but it's it's beautiful. <laughs> it's a great story. All right. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, so Fox on Hell was my number 10. Uh, moving on to my nine now. And it's one that was in your last part. It's uh, the movie that I was referring to before when I said uh, the best use of, you know, different cultures and backgrounds in a Disney movie. It's Lilo and Stitch, the 2002 animated classic. And this is one of my favorite movies of all time, period. Um, it's number nine um, because obviously there's some, some Disney animation movies that have surpassed it. But... Uh, for me, uh, straight up from the marketing where Leo, uh, where Stitch was going into different movies and kind of ruining their classic Disney moments, uh, this movie hooked me as a kid. Um, it features Stitch, who's an experiment made by Jumbo. He comes to Earth and forms a relationship with a young girl named Lilo who has just lost her parents um, and is getting raised by her older sister, Nani. And it's another one of these really emotional Disney movies and the relationship that Lilo and Stitch build towards each other, who Stitch is such a great character in default. He's played by Chris uh, Sanders, who directs this movie and created the character. Um, he plays it expertly. And um, it's, it's yeah, that relationship is, is great because Stitch is obviously designed to destroy and cause havoc and, you know, be a menace, basically, and uh, Lilo's just a girl that's looking for friends. She's unpopular because she's poor. Uh, the other kids treat her meanly, and um, basically, yeah, she's trying to teach Stitch how to be a human, and he's trying to just avoid his situation on the beaches of Hawaii. Hawaii's shown this movie beautifully. Um, the background, the, the dancing, the beach scenes, whether it's um, that song that always plays, um, There's No Place I'd Rather Be, and it's it's got the, the surfing kind of lifestyle. It's just such a, a fantastic movie to look at. It's got a great soundtrack by the one and only Elvis Presley. Uh, is a big part of this this film. And um, really, it's just, it's, it relates to me because, you know, it's not be you know, when I was growing up and when I was, you know, before I was in high school, I was never the most popular kid. And this is what Lilo's going through. And it's, it's such a, it's, it's just, it pulls my heartstrings. It's a, it's a great, it's a, it's a great movie. Um, Obviously, Jumba and Pleakley are there to add a lot of comic relief, and Captain Gantu is a good character. It spawned a bunch of sequels, this movie, and by the way, it spawned Stitch the Series, Stitch the movie, Leroy and Stitch. Leroy and Stitch 2, Stitch has a glitch. If you've ever seen it, watch it, because in my opinion, it's one of the best, it's the best Disney sequel I've ever seen. That includes all the theatrical release ones. It's a great movie in its own right. I, I love this franchise. I love the character of Stitch. I can't wait for the live-action version. I think it's going to be good. So, Noelle, what are your thoughts? Um... Yeah, like, so, <laughs> I like Lilo and Stitch, don't get me wrong. I just don't think it's as good as everyone sort of makes it out to be. Um, one of the reasons why I still have it, like, pretty, like, it, it was, what, 22, yeah. um, is because it is original. Like, it's, it's an original story, which is really cool. Um, but I've just never really sort of connected with this movie at all, like, Completely I'm different sorry. to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it doesn't help that when I went to Disney World and I went on the Stitch ride and it was the worst ride of my life and that kind of has always put this 
like I don't know. Damn, let's base the, the movie, movie on a theme park attraction. <laughs> wow, real mature now. Every time I watch it, I just think of that ride and how much it was. It just ruined my day. <laughs> like, so I just, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, like the soundtrack's good. Lilo is a really cool character. Um, Stitch is really cool. I mean, Nani, like just the fact that she's like 19 and now has to take care it's of this crazy. kid, like. You just feel so Mr. sorry for Cobra her. Cobra Bubbles, great character. The whole, yeah. you know, financially taking Lilo away. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So there is, like, it is, watching it again, I was, like, before I did this rewatch, I probably would have had it lower. So watching it again, it actually moved up the list. I wish I could have a number one, but I can't because <laughs> it's better than it. But I love it. I love it. Um, and I, I went back and watched every Lilo and Stitch thing related to this, apart from the Japanese franchise the newer kind of school ones where Lilo's not even a character and I'm like screw that um, everything except the TV show um, of the original storyline because the TV show is like 80 episodes but I'm going to go back and watch that I'm going to see and collect all the experiments I don't know if you've seen any of the sequel stuff but I just no, love I the, the world that they built so um, yeah it's, it's one of my favourite movies in general and I love Hawaii I love the, the culture it's just it's great and yeah. you're all. So anyway, uh, let's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get to my number uh, eight now, and uh, this one is another one we're going to have serious disagreements about. Uh, it's one you disrespected a lot early on this list. It's the Jungle Book. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe your opinion sometimes. Anyway, um, how are we even friends? <laughs> uh, all right. So this. Uh, is yet another, there's been a lot of, on my list so far, another one of these a classic Disney movies from, you know, the, the 50s and 60s. Um, this one, uh, obviously, uh, you, you most likely know the, the story of the Jungle Book and it's been told multiple times. It's uh, basically, um, tells the story of Mowgli, um, the young boy that's, uh, you know, from situations as a baby, he's brought up in the jungle and he's raised by both Bagheera the panther and Baloo the bear. Um, and this movie, uh, it's that's that's all you need to know about the plot. I mean, obviously at the end they you know convince him to go back to civilization. Spoiler alert: if you haven't seen the movie that came out in 1967 before you were born, probably. Um, but um, then that's your fault. Sorry, that's your fault if you haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. too bad. Go watch movies. Um, but yeah, so ba- what was I saying <laughs> before you distracted me? So basically, that's all you need to know about the plot. He's, he's living in the jungle. Um, it's just a, it's one of the most timeless movies. On on when you watch the, all the Disney movies, you just appreciate it so much. I don't know how you don't. Um, it's got some two of the greatest songs of all time in Disney's canon right next to each other. The Bare Necessities, Into I Want to Be Like You, um, Baloo's such a great character, and it's Phil Harris's best role in a Disney movie. Bagheera is an iconic character. She Khan is a character that. Gives you fear thinking about. He's is is one of the scariest Disney villains. Um, trying to kill Mowgli. Um, you know he's trying to kill the the man who's a lot of times is the is the predator, the humans. Um, and it's just got so much depth for it. Uh, Baloo, for example, he knows that he has to let go of Mowgli in this movie. Um, deep down, but he doesn't because he's his good buddy and um, just every all the set pieces. The elephants are fantastic. Um, I like I like. Uh, King Louis and, and that whole angle um, of the story. I just, I think it's a timeless movie. I think the songs are great and I, and I love this movie. And, and the setting of the jungle and how simple it is, but how entertaining this movie is. When you look at this, when I read the plot and it was about two two sentences long, it shouldn't be this entertaining of a movie, but it's it's timeless and it, it's it's a great story. 
That's not even mentioning characters like, uh, you know, Car and, and characters like that. So, yeah, I love the Jungle Book. Look, it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's not not my favourite. Um, like, so I really like the Bare Necessities. I really love the fight with um, Mowgli and Shere Khan at the end with, like, the fire. The fire. Like, that, that scene is just absolutely incredible. I hate... With a passion, King Louis. Absolutely hate him. Wow. I cannot stand him. It's, cool. it's one of the best songs in oh, Disney. Oh, nah. Saying like Christopher Walken's, I want to be like you, or whatever he does in the in the, in the live action remake. But no, nah, I love King Louis. I can't I, you. I like the song. I don't, I don't mind the song. Um, he, wants the, but, he wants the power of means. Yeah, I just don't like that part. I just really don't like it. And I don't like the elephant part. But I like the vultures. The controversial vultures. <laughs> Isn't well, that one of the... Yeah, okay. Yeah, but... Yeah, another one of these movies that were a very yeah. of the time, but I can overlook that. I don't think Jungle Book's a, got a bad example of that compared no, to some I of the other movies. No, yeah. I don't think so. Not as much. Yeah. And also, why... Like, as if you would go live with people. I'd, I'd much rather live with animals. He falls in love by meeting... They're looking at a girl for the first time. Yeah, like, it's, know, it's, like It's the first woman he's ever seen. Yeah, exactly. It's the first girl he's seen. He's like, oh... Okay, yep. What happens when he sees other girls? <laughs> He's like, okay, yep, bye to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's the name? Who cares? It doesn't matter. He saw a girl, so he can just leave his best friends behind. That is the worst part of the movie. He's yeah. like, ah, oh, screw Baloo, like, screw you, Baloo like, and Bagheera. Yeah, I'm just going to go I'll live with this girl. So now, I'll accept that as a criticism, but like, oh, he had to yeah. go to his people, and Baloo knew it, no letter. He knew he had to let him go. Bagheera was warning him the whole movie. Nah. Don't you see the emotional have. complexity in that? In that? Come on. They could have. He could have stayed with them. Bagheera, one of the most they, underrated characters in Disney. Yeah, Bagheera's pretty he's, cool. How do you like Bagheera? Yeah, he knows. Yeah. He knows what's best for Mowgli. You know, he's just trying to help him out. I always thought Bagheera was a girl character. I didn't think so, but that, that was not my interpretation of Bagheera at all. But maybe I'm wrong. No, you're probably not wrong. No, it's definitely <laughs> played by a guy. Yeah, yeah, I always okay. thought it was right. a girl. Fair enough. I always thought that. All right. So my number eight. <laughs> on that note, my number eight is the Jungle Book. All right, moving on to my number seven now. It's a movie that I wish, I really wish I could have put it in my top five, but it doesn't quite get there for me. As much as I love this movie, another one of my all-time favorite movies, it's Hercules. Mm. Um, this is actually my number seven. Oh, look at that. We're in another one in agreement. Yeah. All right, let's talk about it. Um, this movie, one of my favorite movies growing up as a kid, uh, follows the story of, you know, the famous character of Hercules in the um, in the in the uh, the Greek, you know, mythology. mythology. Um, and it's definitely done in a way where it's definitely disney in terms of it's a mm-hmm. little bit lighter of a story than the, the mythology once suggested. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Hercules, he's a, he wants to... He does not know he's the child of Zeus and, and Hera, obviously. Um, situations happen where he's a kid uh, where Hades wants to, you know, get back at, at, at Zeus and he ends up kind of losing his power, getting sent to Earth where he's get raised by kind of Jonathan and Martha Kent kind of situation. These farmers kind of pick him up like Superman's kind of story and, and raise him. He becomes an adult. He's very awkward. He messes up a lot, breaks a lot of stuff, etc. Um and he, he, he finds out the truth about his heritage. He goes and searches for Zeus and he meets uh, Phil who trains him to be a hero and uh, prove to the gods that, um, you know, he's, he's worthy. And uh, it's a great movie. Um, 
one of the most one of the best female characters in Disney mm-hmm. history and in, in Magira Meg 100%. um is fantastic I love mm-hmm. um Pegasus is a great yep. sidekick feels fantastic um some of the best songs in Disney history without a doubt Hades is one of the best villains played by James Ward this has all Pain the and Panic Pain as well Pain and Panic are great so good. it has all the makings of a great Disney movie during a great era of Disney movie Another one where the culture's done really good, the Greek yeah. old Greek mythology, the animation's fantastic. You've got the um the gospel truths, the um what are they called? The um the, the yes, you know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I do. The um Um and I know yeah, I know I know uh, I can't remember their names, but yeah, they're the um they're the, the people kind of telling the story. Um but yeah, overall I mean uh, it's a great movie. Um, the, the Muses, the Muses, their names are the Muses. Yeah. yeah um, so, but yeah, so many great songs from what I won't say. I'm in love to go the distance to my personal favorite, Zero to Hero. Um, and I just, I just love this story from beginning to end. Um, the relationship between Hercules and Phil and Hercules and Meg are both highlights. Yeah. I, I mean, I can still watch this day, this movie to this day, like constantly. I will still happily sit there and watch it. I've seen it that many times, and I'll still just watch it over and over again. Um, as, as a kid, like I am heavily into Greek mythology now and I feel like this is the movie that kind of got me into it, but learning Hercules, like him, his whole story as an adult, oh man, he was not a good guy. So like seeing, like sure he was a hero, but he was a bit of a, a bit of a dick. So I'll kind of always just kind of want to remember him as the Disney version of Hercules rather than rather than what he was actually like in Greek mythology. Um, but yeah, like Meg as a character, she's so incredible. Um, I would say I mean, Love is up there with the best song. songs in Disney they've but, made. It's it's fantastic. And, and um, development. And Phil's song, like... Uh, One Last Shot, I think it is, or something, or something to the effect of that. Yeah, so. It's just... It's such a, such a great movie, and I feel like it's just... One of those movies where any any age can watch it, any any generation. It's something I'm going to introduce my kids to. Let's go watch let's it. Think, yeah, let's stop let's the podcast. Let's, let's go. It's a great yeah. movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, such so so many iconic characters. This actually, you you mentioned Greek mythology and how you got into it. You know, another thing I really love, Hercules, the TV show, Kevin yeah, Sorbo. Yeah, uh, a lot I of people, a lot of people yeah. think it's really corny and over the top. Yeah, I, I loved it as a um, as a kid as well. But, but yeah, classic, <laughs> classic. All right, so uh, Hercules was both of our sevens. Moving on to my number six, just out of the top five, and it's probably one that's going to be in your top five. It's one of the most famous Disney movies of all time. It's Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Yep. It's in, just in, just the outside. Yeah. Right, wow, well, I actually expected that to be higher for you. It's that's a great movie. Kind of shocked me a little bit. It's a great movie. All right, so wow. those are my ten to six. Okay. So my number ten is Tarzan, which was my number fifteen. Yep. Um. So this is a nineteen ninety nine film, kind of just on that, probably close to one of the the end of like their Renaissance nineties Renaissance films. Actually, it might be the last one, possibly. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So basically, the story of Tarzan. Um. He's his parents are shipwrecked and um, then killed, <laughs> and Tarzan is brutally. then yeah, 
brutally killed. So then Tarzan is left alone, raised by um, gorillas. And then you've got you've got Jane and Clayton and Jane's dad, which I can't remember his name right now, um, who sort of in years past, they all sort of make their way to to this land that Tarzan is living in um, to see the gorillas. And she runs into Tarzan and they've sort of formed this relationship. Um, and then you find out that Clayton is actually there to sort of kill the gorillas, I guess is the best. He's, you know, like a sort of a poacher and stuff. And um, so that, yeah, there's this whole big showdown with Clayton and stuff at the end. Um, another one where like sort of not like humans are the villain again like against animals um i think that this is a a great movie the songs in this are sort of what makes this movie um all by phil phil collins again classic classic he's just incredible you'll be my heart some of a man great songs so so good um like the the one like i guess Crit, like criticism I have is the fact that like Tarzan is American yet he's being taught to to speak by British people so I don't really understand how that works out but I mean <laughs> it's a kids movie we all just believe yep. whatever the hell we want to believe um and I kind of feel like although like Jane and Tarzan like they have like their relationship's nice I just feel like I don't know, there's just something a bit missing between them in this movie as well. They don't really stand up, like, stand out as a iconic Disney couple, I don't think. Um, but, yeah, and I think I think the main reason why this movie is so well-loved is because of the songs and because of um, Turk and Tantor. I think that's the elephant's yep, name. I sure think, is. yeah, like, those sort of char- those characters are all just kind of, like, what makes this movie, I think. Yep. So for me, um, definitely a childhood favourite of mine. I, I love Darzian. And um, when I went back and watched this, I thought that when he was a kid, it was in more of the movie. It was like the first yeah, 15 no, minutes. So yeah. I remember it being I more. I know there was a too. sequel of him as a kid or whatever, a yeah. prequel or whatever, but I felt like it was more. But this was a big risk for Disney to take at, at the end of kind of the Renaissance era because Tarzan's such a well-known character that to, they had to put their unique spin on it to make it stand out. And I think they did that really, really well. The songs are great, as you mentioned. Phil Collins a master. They, Son of a Man is, is great. I, I know a lot of people like more. But, uh, yeah, Son of a Man is great. Um, but, yeah, so you look you look at the movie um, as a whole, though. I feel like there's issues. Um, I know that you mentioned a few. You kind of hit them on the top of the head for me. I mean, it's Tarzan and Jane's relationship could be done better. I feel yeah. like Jane's a really strong character, but we don't see as much of it. Um I also feel like Clayton is a great villain, but that kind of twist kind of comes out of nowhere in course mm. of the movie, where it's going. Um, the most interesting things for me, Tarzan's a really good character. He's played really well. Um, I can't remember the actor's name, but he didn't do much else, I don't think, in his career. Mini Drive is really good as Jane. Um, but I think that his relationship with Kerchak, I believe it is, he's the dad, Kerchak, is, the, yeah, is yeah. the um is the real driving force of this story. And his, uh, his mum as well, adoptive mother, Carla, Great, great, great characters. Um, Kerchak's very complicated. Obviously, he Tarzan. He doesn't really accept him, and then yeah. he grows and does. And it's he's always kind of 
felt like he belonged. He just didn't really want to admit it. And then that's a really sad moment when, of course, Clayton kills him. Um, but yeah, I, I, there's just it's a great movie. Animation's great. The songs are great. I just have problems in terms of kind of the consistency. Jane and Tarzan are definitely missing something. I'm not a fan of Turk. So, oh, really? Uh, yeah, no, I feel like uh, it kind of, Rosie O'Donnell kind of shtick kind of gets old a little bit for me yeah. um, during the course of this. Um, That's fair enough. But, I mean, it is a timeless classic in the story of Tarzan, so iconic that they had to put their spin on it um, in a success in a different way, and they did that. Um, but for me, yeah, it's, it's one of those ones that just, yeah, it's out of the top 10. It's really, really good. It's just not up to that level where I think it's a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. And I just got to cramp my foot, so that was really hard to talk. So you talk for a little bit. <laughs> okay, so that was my number 10. My number 9 um, is something that I don't think we're going to be talking about right now, and that is Mulan. We are definitely not talking no. about that right now. <laughs> I'm going to assure you of that. <laughs> um, okay, my number 8 is 101 Dalmatians. Whoa, that came out of nowhere for me. I don't, don't even know where <laughs> that is on mine. That's a long time ago. I know, it is. I, I forgot that you didn't name that yet. love this movie. I love it so much. Like, this this movie was my childhood, basically. Um, I just... The animation in this, like, that first scene where... or the, Not the first scene, but close to the start, when um, Pongo is trying to find a partner... And you see all the the dogs if their partners walking down, and it was like they all look the same. Very unrealistic, but anyway. <laughs> I know, but I love it. I just thought I just think that's so cool. Um, so basically, Hundred One Dalmatians. I'm pretty sure we all kind of know that storyline now. Um, it follows um, Roger and Anita. I think is the wife um and then obviously they're they're dalmatians pongo and and padita um they pongo and padita are the reason why roger and anita get together um and then cruella Deville decides to um kidnap the dalmatian puppies to try and make a fur coat and the rest of the movie is pongo and padita trying to get back to their kids um, this storyline for me, like, oh, I just, I just love it. I love it. Um, so I love, like, I was obsessed with all of the, the puppies when I was, when I was younger. So like, you've got like, um, like, uh, Rollo and, and Patch and They're so, they're so great. Lucky. I can't even name one of them. So and <laughs> Lucky. Like when they're watching the TV and the yeah, the um yep. the western sort of comes oh, on. Bolt, wasn't there like a hero dog in one of them? Yeah, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the western comes on, and he's they're like trying to watch the TV, and just that journey. Like I like how the the sort of dogs help each other out when Pongo and Petito are trying to trying to get to them, and you've got other dogs along the way going, "Oh, we've seen your puppies," and and all this, and so it goes from like the 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 city of London to like sort of these rural British towns. And I think like just as a, like an older movie, I feel like it just still really holds up. And Cruella DeVille is still just as evil now as she always has been. She's horrible. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you explained why you loved it pretty well. Um, for me, it's all right. 
<laughs> uh, so this movie, um, it's definitely. So what I'll start by saying is that the movie looks a lot like a an old school classical painting, which I really appreciate the animation style. It's definitely one of the. Um, they definitely went with a different, mm. a different take with this because I think they were going for real bankruptcy kind of issues there. So um, they kind of yeah went through a whole different, I can't remember what it's called, but it's a whole different style of animation for this one and it really feels like an old kind of oil painting yeah, in the, in the background. Um, so that's really done well. Um, I'll also say that uh, another positive for me is that the, so unlike something like Lady in the Tramp, which was both lower on our list, um, even though I think you liked it a little bit more than me by memory, um, but Roger and Anita are a lot more likable as human characters in these kind of animal-to-human yeah. uh, movies that Disney have done so successfully over the past. I really like their relationship, how they met in the parks. Mm. Good. I, I like all that part. I just... The, the movie, it's, it's obviously a big journey and Cruella de Vil. I just feel like... It drags a little bit. I mean, it's just, it's not the most, I, I, I don't know any of the Dalmatians' names. They're not really memorable. I know Patch because he's got a patch. I mean, that's How do you not, not know Lucky? I, I he, guess. He was about, he was going to die yeah, and I, they saved I, I him. I remember it now that you say it, but it's not one that I could could, could tell you on the top of my head. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's good. I, I like, I like, um, you know, Pongo and the female version Adina. of Pongo, yep. Um, and I, I like Corella because she's a really good villain. Um, the sidekicks are kind of dopey, but they're they're likable as well. I just don't know if it's. I feel like this could have been done in a half an hour thing. I don't know if it's a full nah. feature for me. I don't know. It's an iconic. It's one of the most iconic yeah. films in Disney's I library. I just don't know if it particularly holds up that well for me. I get so happy when they finally find all their puppies, and then they realise that there's a whole bunch more. Yeah. And that scene where um. They all cover themselves in like ash. Yeah, yeah, so that's they, really. They good. look like different dogs, yeah. and then that the spots yeah, like really the water. Really trying to get away stops. from those sidekicks. Yeah. It's cool. Oh, yeah. I love it. The I best just, thing to come I out of this it. movie for me is the uh, the Simpsons parody, uh, where Mister Burns is trying <laughs> yeah, to kill all the Dalmatians. Yeah. He sings the song <laughs> and see my vest. Yeah, that great. is a great Cla- song. Classic. <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah, I'll, I think but it's nah. fun. Oh, it's just for me. This will be forever. Like one, yeah, my childhood. That's basically what this movie is. <laughs> right. yeah so that was my number eight my number seven which we spoke about before was hercules and then my s- number six is something that we won't be speaking about right now and that is aladdin yep we're not speaking about it as you know i've already mentioned my my yep. uh ten to six so aladdin will is definitely my top five so we'll talk mm-hmm. about that when we get there right, we're into the business end we're into the top five it's been a long time coming it's been like four or five hours but we're here <laughs> we're here at the top five let's get to it all right, I feel like we need some sort of drum roll. So we're finally here, Nolan. It's been a long journey. It's it been huge. Been. We're in the top five. Yep. Should I kick it off? Yep. All right, well. Let's do it. This could, I don't know if this is your one or not, but we're going to talk about something, maybe. Well, do you want to, how do you want to, do you want to talk about it when the high person gets to it? Yeah, yeah we'll okay, do it let's that do way. That. But we can both name where they're yep. at. Um, my number five is Tangle. <laughs> Yeah, so am I saying where it is now? Uh, yes. Yeah, Tangled is my number one. Okay, so we'll talk about Tangled when we get there. I mm-hmm. thought it might be. Um, my number four. Oh, this is going to... Okay, you name your five because I'm going to just gonna get a, say it a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, you go your five. So my number five is <laughs> The Little Mermaid. Okay, so we can talk before. about that one. Yeah, yeah. All, all good. So it's my number 11. It's your number five. Let's get into it. 
So, Little Mermaid. Everyone's probably like, how is this not Noletta's number one right now? Because everyone all knows that I'm obsessed with The Little Mermaid. You were um, outraged when I had an 11, but you've got it at four. It's not a huge gap. <laughs> I know, but it deserved to be to- in uh, your top okay. 10, okay? Yeah, sure. It deserved. It deserves to be in top five. Um, so, basically, this is the movie that like Disney should be very thankful for. It's the reason why they are what they are right now. Save the company. Like, yep. So, um, so it follows Ariel. Um, she is obsessed with the world above the water. She wants to be on land. Um, she sees Prince Eric on a boat and, and instantly falls in love with him. Um, then she's got her, her friends down underneath. So she's got Flounder and Sebastian and, and her family. So King Triton keeps sort of telling her that she needs to stop going close to the surface. She needs to stay away. Um, but so, and then this argument happens and she goes to a sea witch and exchanges her voice for legs and meets Prince Eric up on land. Um, this movie, I've just, I've seen this so many times, probably watch it once a year, almost. Um, for me, Ariel is my Disney princess. Like she is just everything for me i've always i just want to be a mermaid i wish in life i could go out there and be a mermaid and it's all because of this movie um the songs in this movie like part of your world is just one of that thing like i can just i could break out into that song right now like i know every every word to that song um i guess like some of the down like there there are criticisms to this movie and i know there are like the fact like that obviously ariel could write so why the hell didn't she write notes to Prince Eric when she's up on land? And I mean, like it was, it's also an insta love sort of thing. Um, so I get all that. I get all those criticisms, but I just love this movie too much to to really care about those. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. It's a it's a fantastic movie. Um, Ariel's definitely one of the best characters Disney's ever made. Do I don't do they make her? She based on anything? No, yeah. yeah Hans based, Christian yeah. Anderson. Okay. Yeah, so they didn't make her, but she's definitely, you know, when you think of Disney, you think of well, Ariel. Well, she isn't Air, like Ariel yeah, in those exactly. books. But. Um, but yes, so it's a great movie and it definitely saved the company, kicked off the Renaissance era. Um, and, I mean, she wants to be, obviously she wants to be, you know, um, she, she wants to live up and up, up the top. She, you know, life under the sea gets boring for her. And um, it's just this movie's, timeless um it's going to stand the test of time forever it's got fantastic characters whether it be Ariel king triton's really good sebastian's a great character um the music's absolutely phenomenal um you know you've got under the sea um part of part of your world even poor unfortunate soul which yeah. we haven't oh. really gotten to ursula but she's a ursula great is just she's a great villain yeah. um and it's really uh the story and even uh, kiss the girls a great song mm. as well and all the all, all this, the songs yeah all this all the songs in this movie are fantastic, Nolan. I just actually got a phone call from my brother who kind of ruined out what we're doing here. But let's continue. Let's keep going with it. Um, but, yeah, the movie, it, it's a great film. I just, yeah, it's it's definitely got some issues in terms of, uh, I guess, those situations yeah. where certain things, you know, could be resolved a lot easier. Um, and I kind of want to see more. I want to. I, we don't know Ariel's sisters. We just assume that they're terrible people. And, uh, <laughs> they all have and, A yeah, names. Exactly. We don't, <laughs> don't know the real history between Ursa and Triton. I would yeah, like that, to be that would be a, a very more. cool to um, go into. Yeah. So overall, there's definitely um, definitely things that could be improved in this movie. But uh, 
it's as I said, say it's a great movie. It saved the company, so respect, respect to you. It's eleven on my list. So just outside the top ten, I don't get too offended by it. Um, but yeah, um, All the Mermaid was my eleven, so awesome. both uh, both pretty high, but yeah, yep. obviously cracked your top five. Yeah. Okay. What's your number four? Um, so my number four is it was toss up twenty five and four. I went back several times. It's Frozen. Frozen's my four. <laughs> It is my number two. Oh, wow, this is going great. <laughs> I'm kind of going in reverse here. Okay. All right. Well, what's your number four? My number four is Beauty and the Beast. That's my number six. So yep. let's talk about that one as well. So, so, I mean, this is another iconic Disney movie. Obviously, the first one to ever be nominated for an best award. picture yeah, it was the picture. only first yep. animated movie ever i think the only other two that have been that nominated since are actually up and toy story free so yeah. it's the only straight disney yeah. movie that's been um nominated ever and mm. this was back when sorry you can get into the movie in a sec this this is just something i want to mention so up and toy story got nominated i think when the category expanded to 10 movies Beauty and the Beast, there's only five movies that got yeah. nominated for Best Picture that year. Yeah, and that was and one of them. Beauty and the Beast was one of them. I mean, it deserves to be, really. Like, it's an incredible film. Um, so, see, we all kind of know the story of Beauty and the Beast, where Belle go, goes to the Beast Castle and trades herself for her, to save her father's life, um, then slowly starts to fall for the Beast. Uh, this movie just has so many like once again the songs are all incredible um the characters are just iconic like gaston is such an like he's a very different kind of villain but like he just works (laughs) it it works fantastic yeah yeah it just really works he's complete opposite of the beast and complete mm, opposite of bell and his pursuit of her so yeah it's just incredible um and then, like, obviously the Beast itself. I mean, there's that whole meme where everyone thinks that the Beast is more attractive than when he become, when he turns back into Adam. I think that's his name, isn't it, as the, as a human? Doesn't matter. No, not really. <laughs> no, no. He'll be forever no, known yeah, as the Beast. As the beast yeah. um, then you've sort of got, like, uh, Mrs. Potts. You've got Chip. You've got Lumiere, Cogsworth, like... Such I such great characters. They're just it's just so much fun. Um I mean, yeah. Like Belle Belle is a character herself. She's just um she's de- definitely a very strong minded um Disney character and she likes to read books. So I think she's probably the most strong minded and maybe the best out of all the mm. all the Disney princesses. I don't know if that's a, a hot take or not, but in my opinion, she's uh, actually she uh, is a lot of people's She's the second favorites. best out of the Disney she princesses. She is a lot of people's I'll say favorites. Best, but yeah, she's she's fantastic character. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I love this movie. I mean, um, for me, we mentioned the reason why Disney's still around today and why it's such a mega. You know, corporation is because of the Little Mermaid, because of the Renaissance. For me, the Little Mermaid's the one that got people's attention into Disney, and it's like, oh, yeah, Disney are back. They're fantastic. Beauty and the Beast, the movie that put them in the stratosphere yeah, and just rose them up into just into a mega corporation. They just had hit after hit after hit for years after these two movies. Beauty and the Beast, obviously, the one that got more acclaim in terms of awards that we already discussed. But I think it totally deserves it. I mean. 
the relationship between Bell and Beast and the Beast, we actually argued a little bit on our top 10 romance movies of all time. Even though I have tangled one spot higher than Beauty and the Beast, I think that the Bell and the Beast's relationship is the best relationship in Disney history. And I think that it will stand the test of time. It already has stood the test of time. Um, how she's able to change the Beast throughout the course of the movie is fantastic. Um, the whole situation of how he got the curse on him in the first place is a bit weird because... She yeah. said it's been 10 years yeah. in song. It's a little bit complicated there, so that's it a little is, bit of an yeah. issue. Um, I think they changed that in the live action. I don't think they mm-hmm. I think they removed that line. Yeah. But, um, yeah, their relationship's fantastic. The star of the movie, Gaston's a, a perfect foil, um, and obviously he wants her attention. And, you know, he's the he looks more like the traditional Disney hero, hero. that you'd get. Yeah. So it's, yeah. a good, uh, it's a good way to change it up. Yeah. Um, the song Bell's fantastic. Yeah. Um, it, one of the best Disney songs, the best mm. song in the movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it lost the Oscar to Beauty and the Beast, which yeah. you know, that ballroom scene's the, yeah. probably the most iconic Disney scene of all time, in my opinion. Um, and it's just a it's just a great movie, great supporting cast, Lumineer, mm-hmm. Cogsworth. They're all there, Mrs. Potts, Chips. They're all playing their part. Um, even like the random objects, the wardrobe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you've got the whole obsession with the rose, obviously, yeah. uh, as well. Um, but yeah, something there that or something here that wasn't there before. It's just a great movie, and there's just so it's, many you can you can it's enjoyable. You to pick watch. up on on different things every time you watch it. Um, the live action version was okay, but it wasn't nowhere near the same level. But Evermore is a great song in that by yes. Ian Stevens yep. as Beast. Um, so shout out to that. But it's just it deserves its spot. It's always going to be one of the best Disney movies. Uh, Beauty and the Beast is a timeless cla- classic, and it will hold up forever. Yep. All right, so that was your four. Um, so my number three, we still want to talk about Frozen and Tangled because they're your top two, but my number three is Mulan, which we can talk about. And uh, obviously it was in your 10. It was yep. just made it in at number nine. And I said that Belle was the best Disney fridge. Plus she's not. It's Mulan. I forgot about <laughs> Mulan. Um, this movie um, is when you look at, and when a lot of, young boys in particular look at Disney princess movies. This is the furthest thing that you would expect um, when you go into one of those movies. Disney really went into the culture um, of China and, and it's just, it's even though it had some problems in, I think, in when it actually came out in China, um, people had problems with it, but it is such a fantastic story. Uh, Mulan obviously goes to war to defend the Hans of attacks, um you know, attacking the country um, and a breach the Great War. Mulan goes because her father uh, has already fought in a war and he's, he's old, he can barely move. Um, and she, you know, tries to bring honour to the family um, at start by being more of a traditional woman at the time who kind of, you know, is a house, kind of, you know, looks after all that kind of stuff. Um, but she takes up the responsibility to fight in her family's name. Um, Mushu gets assigned to help her out, and it's just a fantastic story. Um, and it's just, it, it holds up in so many ways in terms of, you know, equality, um, in terms of showing strength, in terms of not underestimating someone that, you know, you might think you're superior to. And it's got some of the best Disney songs of all time. Mulan's relationship with both Mushu is fantastic. He's a great comic relief played by Eddie Murphy. Um, Ming Yang Wang and is fantastic as Mulan. It's yeah. it's, it's a great performance. Um, but her relationship with Sheng is really the the, the crux of the movie. Um, and it's actually it, it, the Hans are, are intimidating villains. You really fear them when you see them. And for me, it's close to a perfect movie. It's it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Another one of my favorite movies of all time. I've said that a couple of times in this top ten list. Um, 
the songs are great. I'll make a man out of you the best Disney song. Fight me. Anyone that wants to fight me with that can fight me at all they want. Um, a girl with fighting falls. Fantastic reflections. Reflection. Obviously, it's a standout. Um, there's just so much you can get from this movie. You enjoy it more every time you see it. And that's why I was a little bit disappointed last year when I we saw the live action. We'll do a separate list for that eventually. But... Um, Mulan's the the underdog that you would never expect to rise up and she outsmarts him and she proves to be a hero and, and saves all of China. Like that scene where she shoots the arrow up and then goes up the pole. Outstanding. Like, oh, that I love that scene. It's so incredible. And, and even when she all... shoots the firework at, yeah, uh, yet on yeah. in the snow. Into the snow and yep. then the avalanche happens and oh like she she really is just such a, a great character. Like such an inspiration for girls everywhere. A hundred percent. And, um, you know, as I said, I, I really think this movie will stand the test of time. Sometimes it's not talked about as much as Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast. A little bit underrated. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a masterpiece. Mm. I, yeah. Even the, like, some some people might, you know, not love Mushu's, some of the comedy in the movie, but I, I, I love it all. I love uh, the Lucky I Cricket. I think he's hilarious. Uh, yeah. I, the I, Lucky I, Cricket. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's just, it's a great movie. And, um, for me, yeah, it's it's inspirational and it, it's it makes you feel good. It's a feel good movie. It makes you feel good when you watch it. Um, and yeah, Mulan for me is is the best female character Disney's ever done. So yeah, she's up there. <laughs> she's up there. I love her, but there's right. there's other ones I like more. This is gonna completely reveal your whole list right now. What's your number three? What's the movie we're missing? I think I know what it is. So I'm gonna start writing it down. <laughs> So my number three is The Lion King. Which is my which is number your, one. Yep, I had yeah. a feeling. Which means my number two is Aladdin, which yep. we'll get to shortly. But uh, what order do you want to want to tackle this with in? Um, how do you want to do this? We'll talk about your number, number two and yep. then go to my number three if you want. Yeah, okay. okay. All right, so we'll, we'll start with... Or, so the Lion King is higher in mine, so we'll talk about the Lion King when we get there. We'll go to my number yep. two, which is Aladdin. Um, you want to talk about... So beauty. So let's build on the back. We got Little Mermaid said the company. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast took the company into the stratosphere, and then Aladdin just built on what Beauty and the Beast did and, and even made the company even more of a of a huge corporation. Um, man, I love this movie. I've seen this movie so many times. It's probably the... Disney movie that I've seen the most in my life um, and it's a it's a fantastic story you've got Aladdin the the street rat um, he's been living in the streets he wants to be more than than what he's destined to be so to speak in terms of a poor boy in Agrabah just trying to get by his parents have left him um, problems have happened I think his mother passed away um, and then you've got uh, obviously Jasmine's a princess that's that's lost she doesn't want to conform to you know she has to be married by a prince by your next birthday the law is wrong um but yes uh so she they're trying to the sold and her father's trying to set up all these these suitors um and uh jafar is trying to get control of the kingdom behind the sultan's back and um it's a fantastic story um from one jump ahead all the way to when the genie gets introduced this movie's just got hit after hit it just compels you from the first moment that you watched it with um the cave of wonders and that whole scene where jafar's trying to look for someone um you know he, he only one may enter sort of deal um you must kind of be the chosen one so to speak but aladdin's a great character um he's right the richest stories inspirational he's got great sidekicks in a poo a boo and then the obviously the the magic carpet later in the movie and the genie, genie. obviously he's iconic ron williams he's probably his best performance and it's crazy that's an animated form because he's got so many great performances over the years 
Jasmine's a good hero. Um, she's even stronger in the live action version, which I'm sure we'll talk yeah. about another time with that that yeah. breathless song, uh, speechless. I think it is. Um, but yeah, Jafar, one of the greatest films of all time. I just love everything about this movie. Um, the animation, to the animation, to the songs, to to everything about it. I, I I'm in love with Aladdin. It's a great movie. It probably could have been my number one. It was really a struggle to choose between these two movies, between this and The Lion King. But I settled with Aladdin at two. Um, a whole new world, one of the greatest scenes in cinema history. Cinema, not just animation, cinema history. See, I actually think um, the like genie part, like um, down in the Cave of Wonders, is one of the greatest scenes. Like when the um, when it's exploding, yeah, when it's, it's like, all exploding yeah, and and all that, like that. When they remastered that, like that, it just looked absolutely incredible. This is not the time to panic. Start panicking. When you get the whole sequence, it's, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, oh, so beautifully done. Um, but oh, I was going to say something now. I've kind of lost it. Um, just like this movie. So I always had a massive crush on Aladdin as a kid. Like he, he so was just... Full House? He was Steve in that show? Yeah, yep. I never watched it. No? But okay, yep. I, I know, yeah. Yep. But I mean... He's, his voice is very attractive, but the yep. character itself, like when I went to Disney World, all I want to do was meet whoever they had playing Aladdin. And also, why does he have no nipples <laughs> as well? <laughs> like, it's so weird. But anyway, um, I really loved like the, the first scene, the first time sort of where he meets Jasmine out the in the bread. marketplace, the bread and pretends that they're like that she's his sister and and that oh, she's hello, gone a doctor. bit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just such a cool meeting for them both. And then when he shows shows her where he lives and and it's the view of the palace, like just uh it's just so it's such an incredible Disney movie. I love it. I mean, the only reason why it's out of my top five is just because there's others that I kind of love just that little bit more like it was so hard for me though I, like Aladdin was almost like it, I was it, it was in there at one point then I was like no nah, I think I need to put it out like it's just such a great movie and it's one that I think I don't know everyone sort of really loves there's no one that really has anything bad to say about it I feel it's, like it's an absolutely outstanding yeah. film I mean it's for me it's it's what I think of when I think of Disney yeah. to be honest and some people think of other stuff even The Lion King which is my number one mm-hmm. when I think of Disney I think of Aladdin it's the yeah. first thing I think of it's it's a great it's just a great story all involved we didn't even mention Iago who's yeah. fantastic yeah. I even got obsessed with the sequels after watching this movie which yeah. admittedly obviously to return to Jafar was the first director to ever do one they're not of the same quality but I love them and I love the characters of this the, the world the King that they, of Thieves the as world, well yeah, yeah. The, world really of, the world of Agrabah that they build is just mm. incredible um, for me when you're looking if you make a list of your top 10 just like kind of like a top 10 or top 20 Disney songs it's kind of like a little Mervo where you just put four or five yeah. from this movie straight yep. in there because that whether it's Friend Like Me Prince Ali which I love mm-hmm. that scene you talk mm-hmm. about great animation yep. um, One Jump Ahead um obviously a whole new world it's just there's great songs everywhere yeah. even street rat which then jafar sings yeah. later in the movie it's kind of like his mini version of a song because a lot of villains do get one um it's just a it's just a great movie and really this is basically to uh to little boys what the little mermaid is to little girls in my yeah opinion. and so yeah I have, a, I have a very strong connection to this movie so all right, that was my number two. Um, so, so let's move on to two. your. Well, we're gonna go to your three because. Um, well, your Lion King's first. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we go to your two. Sorry, it's very confusing. So <laughs> number two is Frozen for me, uh, which was my four. Yeah. 
Um, so I feel like a lot of people at this point in time are kind of a bit over Frozen because a lot of the songs were kind of sung to death and everyone was a bit obsessed. But the Frozen fever will never die for me. I've just, <laughs> I just love it. I love it so much. Um, so obviously I'm sure everyone's probably seen it by now. But um, so it follows the story of the two sisters. One of them has magical power, ice powers. Um, and she sort of um, accidentally kind of makes her city, Arendelle, go into a, an inter- eternal winter. So she freaks out, runs away, and then Anna um, goes to try and find her. Um, one of the things I love about this movie is the fact that Disney kind of bags out itself in the sense like with with Anna and Hans. Like, because obviously there's that whole thing, like spoiler if you haven't seen it, that Hans turns out to be the bad guy. But like, but Anna, like from first meeting him, like that whole insta-love thing, but which happens in a lot of the other Disney movies, she thinks he, she's in love with him, that she's going to get married to him. And then like Disney kind of bags itself out in the, in the sense where like, they kind of flip their whole genre on its head and he's the bad guy and and Kristoff's like, you're an idiot for, for doing this, basically. Yeah. Yep. But um, just this movie is everything that I want in a, in a Disney film, pretty much. Um, the songs, like talk about movies with incredible songs, like every single song in this movie is just... Incredible. Well, a bit. There's a couple. Oh, there, there's some great. There's a couple. Great. There's it's a couple. All, they're all great. Yeah. Like it and Kristoff and Sven. Like they're like Kristoff is such a great character. And I mean, we said I said it before with the other the other sequel. I want to know his background. Like other than like living with the trolls, obviously. Like surely he would have had a family before they kind of abducted him. <laughs> like you would think. Yeah. Um, and I and I love that that. Um, the the love between the sisters is what ends up saving Anna. Like I think that's that's beautiful. It is having beautiful. having a sister myself. I love that. I love that whole storyline. It's a fantastic movie, and uh, I mean we so we talked about how Bolt's officially known as the start of the new Renaissance, but it's not. No. Uh, it's Tangled, yeah. and we'll get to Tangled momentarily. And but for me, when I went into this, the cinema to watch this movie back in twenty thirteen, I was blown away because. Why, while Tangle's an incredible movie, and it's obviously my five, your one, um, this, for me, felt like the 90s Disney, mm. more so than Tangle's. Tangle's animation is a little bit, a lot of CGI, and, and so is Tangle, uh, Frozen, but for me, it's got a little bit more of a classical feel than, than Tangled, so I don't know if you would agree with that, but that that's kind of what I got, and to introduce these two princesses straight from the, the get-go, which is such an iconic, you know, uh, trend for disney it's an iconic it's what they they're known for disney yeah. princesses and um straight away to kind of twist it on their heads in terms of making elsa she's not the traditional disney princess she's got a lot of issues going on um let it go blew up the world when it came mm-hmm. out and it's it's one of the best if not the best disney song ever but obviously i don't think it is because i already said i'll make out a man out of you <laughs> but it's up there um 
And then you've got Anna, who's more of your traditional Disney hero that goes for her own journey, as you said, with, with Han. And when he turns out to air evil, you're like, you are not going to say it. We finish each other's sandwiches. It was a lie. Um, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, and then he has one of the most savage lines in like, Disney history that, when he goes, uh, too bad there's no one here that loves yeah. you. Oh, bam. That moment for me just blew my mind when I first watched that movie. I just, I audibly gasped. I was like, yeah. what? Yeah. No, yeah, how, how did and this I, happen? I actually didn't see it coming. Usually no. I, I see it coming a little bit more. But um, the journey that they go on is great. Uh, Elsa, you know, trying to control her, her powers and, you know, really find confidence in who she is yeah. in the movie. Such a great part. You've got Kristoff, who's a great foil to Anna and their adventures. Um, and, you know, Anna and that sisterly love of her always being there. A, a line, so we didn't mention it when, I, when we talked about Frozen 2, but a line I really love from that movie is that... Um, where she's like, don't follow me. And if you don't want me to follow me, don't run into fire. It's, yeah. it's just, it's it's really t- telling of Anna as a character yeah. um, and how she'll do anything for her sister and vice versa. And the relationship between them is the crux of the movie. And it's fantastic, that sacrifice mm-hmm. um, at the end of the film. The songs are great. Um, as I said, Let It Go is the highlight, without a doubt. I'm, if you disagree, you disagree. But it is the it is yeah. the masterpiece moment of the film. By- um Little girls everywhere. Yeah, Lo- uh, you know, uh, love is an open door. It's a great song for the first time. It's forever. I'll hit back a little bit in terms of Fixer Upper and Summer. I, I don't know if they're great Fixer songs. Upper. They're fine. They're good, but I don't know if they're incredible. Um, and Hans is a really good villain. I like Wesselton. I think we need yeah. a we need a really uh, give him some focus. His dance skills are amazing. Um, but overall, as I said, this definitely feels the most to me since the 90s of a mm. 90s Disney movie and it's it's a great film um, obviously there's some issues with it for me and I didn't love the sequel but Frozen's always going to be a classic to masterpiece and it obviously um, is the biggest movie Disney has made in terms of success in the last 20 years and it yeah. deserves it so yeah, um, it that's why it's my number four and that's obviously why it's your two so let's get yep. to our ones now I've got The Lion King you've got Tangled uh, we'll start with The Lion King obviously um, and The Lion King came out in 1994 the year I was born I don't know if that's a coincidence or not but um, <laughs> it is an, it's a masterpiece of, of animation and how to, how to make a, a classic animated film and for me I don't know if it's ever going to be touched in my personal view from the first scene The Circle of Life it's got some of the most breathtaking animation you order, you're instantly transported to the world um, you know the jungle of Africa um, and it's just it's 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 an inspiring movie. The journey of Simba is incredible. Um, Mufasa is one of the most iconic animated characters of all time. Jamie L. Jones has two iconic roles: Vader and and Mufasa. And um, really, the journey Simba Simba goes through um, to becoming this king a little bit like. Um, you know, other characters' journeys in other movies to really lead their society, whether it's Moana or, or other movies like that. Um, this, it, it's a great journey, and, and throughout the time, you, you've got the villainous Scar, who's one of the best villains in Disney history. He's got, you know, the iconic song of Be Prepared. Timon and Pumbaa are the two best com- comic relief characters Disney's ever had. Um, Nala's a good love interest, a little bit more I would like to see from Nala, but yeah. for me... It's just, it's got all the makings of the classic. It's some of the best animation Disney's ever done. It's got some of the best songs um, in terms of Kuna Batata, Can You Feel the Love Tonight, etc., etc. There's so many. I'm pre-prepared. I can't wait to be King Circle. Yeah. They're all great. Yeah, they're all um, great. It's got the best mentor figure in, in Disney history, Mufasa. Um, as I said, the best comic relief, one of the best villains. It's just got all the hallmark, all the markings of a classic. They try to make it in 2019, 
uh, with the remake, but it didn't have any of the emotion of the 94 and didn't have the magic. And and it's a period of time in 94 when Disney are on top of their games and that that magic, I don't know if we're ever going to see again in a Mm. Disney movie. It is just, it's a beautiful movie. It's a feel-good movie, um, and I love it even more every time I watch it. So that's why it's my number one because I just think it's it's done things in terms of storytelling and in terms of animation that I'm, I'm never going to see again in my life. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sort of movie for me, and that's The Lion King. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, like, I mean, as a kid, I used I knew this movie word for word. I would literally sit there watching it and just repeat, like, go along with the whole thing. Um, I was obsessed with it like it's it is a great great movie like just i th- i th- i agree that nala probably could be utilized a lot more like yeah like kind of just kind of pushed to the side a bit and it's i mean she obviously she is a pretty important reason behind why like simba ends up becoming king um but it's just kind of yeah like we i definitely know. overlook that in terms of I think that's the yeah, only criticism yeah. I think of the whole I movie. Think, yeah, so. I think so too. Like the rest of it is just amazing. Like Zazu, like we didn't mention uh, Rafiki or Zazu. Oh, yeah, Great Rafiki, like but, oh Zazu, like. I, I was obsessed with Zazu as a kid. I don't even know why. I just thought he was great. <laughs> like and yeah. Uh, the fuss is sacrifice. There's so many iconic yeah. just moments. And even the hyenas, like they're so well like they're just well done. They were they just so because they're kind of the bad guys but not really as well like they're just kind of doing what they're they're told to do but you you feel so you kind of feel sorry for them as well in that sense but it it stopped the world when it came out in 1994 in terms it was the biggest thing for a long long time even the fact that you know i was born in 1994 as i said so come 98 99 when i was old enough to really like i watch movies but when i was old enough to really understand them start to understand them and and in enjoy them and you know rewatch them and stuff it it was still a huge massive phenomenon and it was it was five years later i mean the even even when you look at it um from how much of a masterpiece the movie is you just look at the success the amount of money it made for disney uh, and really you know guaranteed that disney is going to be around forever but even like the interest in the animal kingdom after this movie it's just yeah the, the impact this movie had on the world um, can't be overstated, in my opinion. And as I said, I don't think we're ever going to see another animated movie or, uh, like it in my entire life for the rest of my life. So, yeah, yeah, probably I mean, agree. I you, agree with what that. What else can you say about the movie? It's just say? a masterpiece. Yeah, so, it is that's great. the Lion King. Which then we get to your number one, obviously. So, so which is my five. My number one is Tangled. Um, I just love everything about this movie. Like for me. Sure, like the '90s classic, like classic Disney stuff is great, but Tangled is just the movie I go to when I'm having a bad day, when I'm feeling sick, when I just want something to just make me feel happy and nice, and I just like it's the movie, it's my go-to basically. Um, so sort of for those who don't know i feel like tangled is kind of one of those disney movies that uh, like people have either watched it and loved it or haven't seen it at all um so if you haven't seen it definitely watch it um but basically it's based around rapunzel the story of rapunzel um which i think is another hans christian anderson or brothers Grimm, one of them um she is taken away by Madame Gothel, locked in a tower so that 
Gothel pretends to be her mother and is basically using Rapunzel for her magic hair so that she can stay young. Um, then luckily Flynn Rider comes in, saves the day and um, Rapunzel kind of forces him to take her outside of the tower so she can go see the floating, the floating lights, like the lanterns in the sky on her birthday. Um, for me, I know you said that the character, I can't remember who you said was like the best Disney couple before. Beauty and the Beast. Oh yeah, there we go. Beauty and the Beast. But for me, Rapunzel and Flynn Rider are the Disney couple. Like they're just amazing. I love Flynn Rider. I love everything about it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I just love the whole like chemistry behind it. Like Zachary Levi, like playing Flynn Rider is just the perfect sort of person for that role. And then I love like the animal sidekicks Mm -hmm. as well. And Mandy Moore, like, I just, honestly, if they did a live action movie, like, I feel like they could still come back now and do those parts. They're still young enough to do that. I think that's a bit of a reach. And I want them to come back and do it. They can't be anyone else. I couldn't imagine anyone else doing those parts. They're iconic. I mean, my always fan casting would be Sheer to play Mother Gothel. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) 100%. Yeah, that would work really well. Oh, yeah, make it happen, <laughs> Disney. Make it happen. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's an incredible movie. Um, it obviously it's for me. It's the one that really put Disney back on the map in the in the early 2010s. And um, for a, for a cl- another classic tale, like they've done so many times before, and they made it relevant again in the story of Rapunzel. Um, I mean, she's such a strong character, and she's a great character when she finally you know can get out of the tower. Flynn um, Rider's a great a great love interest and it's funny because he's got his own kind of story and I think Disney got pressured into marketing around him a little bit more but I feel mm. like he's definitely the sidekick there too obviously yeah. um, but it's such a great back and forth between them it's a great love story the songs in this movie are fantastic um, I see the light is one of the mm-hmm. greatest Disney songs of all time uh, even um, when will my life begins a great yeah. song um, I've got the, a dream. I've got a yeah, dream. It's, that scene is just perfection. Yeah, it's 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 really Maximus is a great kind yeah. of sidekick to have there. Mother Gothel uh, harkens back to those classic villains of you know the uh, the, the evil queen and Snow White or Maleficent, yeah, and, and yeah. to get a modern day touch of that is fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's just a great great movie, and it's it might be Disney's best animation. They've ever done maybe apart from it was their most expensive. Yes, yes, the most expensive film that Disney's ever made. So, um, it's just a it's a great movie all around. Um, I've got absolutely nothing really bad to say about it. Um, I just like my top four a little bit better, but Mm -hmm. I love the movie. As I said, I was going back between this and Tangled for my for my four, and I I I, I, this and Tangled, this and Frozen (laughs) for my four. Um, and I I I, I chose uh, Frozen. Um, but both of these movies, um. For me, without Tangled and Frozen, Disney, after the mid-2000s, might not be really making too many animated movies these days because they've got so much property um, that these two movies are really why the animated movies are still very successful today because of the successes that those two movies had. And Tangled is... It's a breathtaking movie to watch in terms mm-hmm. of animation. It's incredible, um, and the characters are timeless. I mean, yeah. they're going to last forever, and yeah. I hope this is a story, and I'm sure it will be like Snow White and Sleeping Beauty in 50 years that's still talked about this and Frozen, because they deserve to be. Yeah, so. I think so. And for me, personally, while I'm at it, hot take, I think that if we're doing it for a theatrical sequel, 
we should have done Frozen 2, we should have done Tangled 2. Yep, so, I agree. Uh, even though I like Frozen slightly more, I feel, I feel like yeah. there's a lot more room for the, for you can explore Corona and get to it. So. But instead they did the TV show. Which is still good. So if you if you want something good to watch, go watch the the Tangled TV show. <laughs> she I loves love it. it. She loves it. <laughs> it's like always, on Stitch. I always rave on about that. It's amazing. It's just like and and it goes fully like delves deep into like the whole world of of Tangled and goes more into how that they sort of got the magic into Corona and stuff. Like ah, oh, it's just great. All right. I love it. <laughs> On that note, that was it has been a long journey, not letter. Fifty nine movies we've discussed yep. over the last couple of weeks in three different parts. It, it was a hell of a journey watching them. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I'm kinda of a little bit Disneyed out, but I, I love the movies. But yeah, I, know. I don't know how much I'm gonna be watching a lot of these movies, you know, for a while now. I just need a little bit of a break and a bit of a detox from Disney for a while. But it's been a it's been a great journey. It's I've really enjoyed these three parts for sure. Yeah, so I've enjoyed it. All right, well some flashbacks. Yes, when relive your childhood. childhood. It's yep. incredible. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I think my childhood was a little bit better than yours but in mm. terms of some of these classic mm. movies. But anyway. I don't know about that. <laughs> All right. I mean... <laughs> yeah, well, let's disagree. Uh, let's agree to disagree. All right. Uh, thank you guys for listening to what have we been watching for another fortnight. It's been a hell of a journey um, so far. So thank you guys for all the support. Please like what have we been watching movie podcast on Facebook and what have we been watching on Instagram, please like, share, and subscribe wherever you guys listen to your favorite podcast, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcast, or Anchor. Next week, uh, we've got a couple of shows coming out in the next fortnight. We've got our Winter Soldier and Falcon review coming out in a couple of weeks. Uh, the last episode is on Friday night. We've both got some interesting feelings mm-hmm. about that show that we'll get into when we get to that review. But our next episode uh, will be coming early next week. We're going to have our special guest, our first special guest return, Matt Dupont's back on the show. We're talking about everything Oscars, and we're going to rank all the best picture nominees of the year uh, from worst to best. And then we're going to talk about if we think the awards, who won, if we agree with the decisions, and what we think the best picture should have been. So um, I'm excited for that, Noel Letter. Yeah, me too. Definitely not the best year for Oscars movies, but we'll get in there. We'll do it. All right. Thank you guys for listening to the show. I hope you've enjoyed this free part episode and we'll see you guys next time on What Have We Been Watching?